0: You are listening to Brigade Radio One. Welcome to the Anti Social Show. Back, back, back. Back, back.
1: Tonight's anti-social show uh, follows uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, so we here on the show would like to pay uh, tribute and, of course, our respects to the men and women of of the military, the armed forces, and, of course, uh, those who lost their lives during 9-11. We respect and pay uh, tribute, and we will never forget. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, a show... Where anything epic that could happen does in fact happen, including me having a new uh, a new name. but for now,
0: I am Hunter Block and I am tyson saner
1: so before we jumped on uh, the show tonight, I was thinking you know uh it would be cool to have like a cool porno name, mm-hmm. and yes, so i'm going to change my name to Glong. uh. Not not for tonight's show obviously, but uh uh-huh. uh you know, going forward, my name will be uh Dick Long, so D L and uh but you know, but I think I think for the show purposes though, I'm going to just stick with Hunter Block because yeah, I, I don't want the, anyone to misconstrue that, you know, this is something other than what it is and you know, we've somehow uh misrepresented the show to be anything other than what the show actually is, so uh-huh. um yeah
0: well it's not like the show is never about porn it's just rarely about porn yes. it, it comes up every now and then but not for very long and i mean well, the, i mean the subject
1: right yeah. but i i think it kind of kind of brings i think that kind of like tends to to pop up when uh we have like guests uh on that kind of bring it to kind of like an after dark type special place like remember like hbo back in the day like back in the late 80s early 90s where you had like hbo after dark and it was like you know like erotic stuff and soft core porn and things like that i remember that it was a thing we
0: we didn't have hbo
1: ah yeah but yeah it was definitely it was definitely a thing Mm -hmm. um where all all programming uh changed and uh, one way or another it had something to do with softcore porn you couldn't let your kids watch it let's just say that
0: no 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 of course not um yeah so anyway uh i think that's when they would have like those movies that ended up at the video store under the suspense category quote unquote yes. suspense i'm using finger quotes for those of you who can't see us it was like suspense right, right. and it's like you know uh, five out of 10 of these movies shards shard starred shannon tweed and then the rest mm. of them were directed or produced by zalman king or something it's actually not it's not that much of an exaggeration <laughs> 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 the, the video store like no there is real sus. there are real suspense movies you know there's actual suspense oh, yes. like you know hitchcock had a whole genre of it but then there's like a, a lot of these movies that you know would end up on cinemax or you know what they call the Skinimax. For this reason. So it'd be like, you know, even like Shannon Tweed, and not Shannon Tweed, uh, I already said Shannon, Shannon Doherty and Judd Nelson, (laughs) in my head I went Apatow, but no, Judd Nelson were in one of these kind of like, uh, neon, well not even really neo-noir, but it was kind of like a, like a a psychology, a psychological crime something film, and I can't remember what it was called, but... Mm. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Oh, hold on. Hey, Google. <laughs> hey, Google. What's that movie with Shannon Doherty and Judd Nelson called? Here's a summary from Baltimore Sun. I saw Shannon Doherty and Judd Nelson in Blindfold, Acts of Obsession, a USA cable movie that premieres at 9 tonight. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it's called Blindfold, Acts of Obsession.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Yeah, And from the Baltimore Sun, the uh, review, is, uh, the title of it says, Doherty's Blindfold is Better, and then my screen went dark. <laughs> that's not what it says. It said part of that. It said, uh, is better left unseen is what it said. Thankfully, I could remember that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, That is pretty funny. So I may have seen that movie. I also may have fast forwarded through it.
1: Now, would you say like if you were going to like have like, let's say like a date night right now, picture this, Uh you're you're you're, you know, you don't have a kid, you're not married, but you know, you're pretty much like in the in the in the dating world. And would you invite a uh, a female friend over, let's say to, uh, you know, to dinner and to watch a movie like that? Or is that something that's not like first date material?
0: I don't even know anymore. I would say it's not first. <laughs> I would say it's not first date material, probably, unless you're pretty sure that the person's into you, right? And like the dinner is, you know, is like you know, I'm making them dinner or something. Like if I, if I if if I'm pretty sure, I mean, like ninety nine percent certain that there's going to be some interest in that area, then sure, maybe. I don't know if it's one of the better ones. It might be fun to just kind of laugh at because it's probably not very good. You know, it's just, it's it's probably just more for the curiosity of it. Like, I mean, because it's like, people like Jeff Fahey end up in these movies where it's like, you know, he was a big star for a while there, you know, and then he did Lawnmower Man, and that was a pretty, I don't know, that was a pretty well-received mm. film, and then like, kind of disappears for a while, and then he comes back in Tarantino movies and whatnot, but it's like, you know, Jeff Fahey was a big, he was a pretty big star for a while there, and you know, so and then he, he and people like that and i think it's cuz he's good looking they end up in these movies like billy zane ends up in some of these films too like there's one called two moon junction it was also like basically kind of cable erotica or something I, I think uh i can't remember who else was in that i don't even remember if i saw it but i know there's somebody notable that might be on i think Sherilyn Fenn might have been in that one mm. uh, i mean uh, do you ever
1: see uh do you ever
0: see billy zane in uh, dead calm I did. Yeah, Dead Calm is a pretty good movie, actually. Now, that, that was that was a suspense thriller film. That yes. was a real one. It did have some uh, kind of, I felt sort of obligatory erotica. It could have been dealt with differently, I suppose, if they had to. But you know, it's, it's one, it is what it is. It's suspense. And then they, it's like people went to the movies to uh, see people take their clothes off. Essentially. Yeah. And this is before DVD. So, I mean, you had theaters, you had cable, and you had uh, VHS. Right, and it had and, and it's Sam Neill and Nicole Kidman in it. It was you know yes. before they were megastars, I think. Like Dead Calm, I'm pretty sure came out before Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Dead Calm came out in the I want to say late eighties. Mm-hmm. But as far as films of its type of genre go, it was pretty good. Dead Calm is Dead Calm is a solid, uh solid film. We might talk more about these uh, in in a moment. My uh, I have a friend who's going to be joining us tonight, very likely. And I have to I'm gonna make sure he's online here, so I'm gonna just check. Yes. And while Tyson is doing that, I want to remind our listeners out there
1: that we have three episodes that will come before this one. and it is now in real time uh, for me, September 13th, which means that our Halloween season started uh, 13 days ago on September 1st and will run to November 2nd now. With the uh, with the other with the, the two episodes that are before this, not the Ethan Denton meyer uh, episode, obviously, we do talk about our Halloween episode uh, in a big bad way. So uh, you gotta listen to that uh, to know what we're gonna be doing, but uh, we have some more information. I will put it on all of our social medias and it'll be awesome I, well, at least I hope it's gonna be an awesome time anyway and I hope I don't get uh, a couple of things I hope doesn't happen to me. One, uh, injury or death uh incarceration and of course demonic possession but i'm okay
0: with the demonic possession of course right of course well, you know who doesn't love right. a good demonic possession right right
1: <laughs> oh, there we go there yeah. we go. now i see it why
0: can't this is this happened once before where I was, I was up in the corner. You can see me up there, right? Hi, oh, yes. up in the little green box. Hi. Well, all right. Well, I guess this is going to have to do because I don't know how to get it to not do this. Um, so hopefully, this isn't too disconcerting for anybody involved. But hi, <laughs> hey, hey, um, Hunter. This is Russell Brown. Russell Brown. This is Hunter. Nice to. Uh, how you doing? Nice to. I almost said nice to meet you. Like I am so terrible at <laughs> at. at uh, at uh, doing introductions, it seems. Um, so the, sh- the screen is sharing. That's good.
1: Oh, no, I'm far worse at doing introductions because sometimes, you know, I'll be uh, with the wife and I'll be uh, trying to introduce her to somebody I haven't seen in a while and I'd forgotten their name. So mm-hmm. the wife knows that she has to introduce herself so that, you know, they can introduce themselves to her so I can re-remember their name, <laughs> relearn their name. <laughs> it's bad.
0: Um. So and all I can see is me now. Uh, mhm. Oh, all you can see is you. Okay, uh Russell, would you mind saying something for a moment to see if it switches to you?
2: Um. Yeah. Sure.
0: It didn't. Okay. It uh, didn't. Oh, wait. Uh, it looks like it oh. tried to.
2: There you are.
0: Yep. Okay, but meanwhile, I don't think it can hear me. Uh. So uh, yeah, it's not switching to me at all. All well, right. At least
1: we can hear you though.
0: Yeah, I'll just look at both of you. That's fine. So now am I? But you're seeing what I'm seeing. So like, you're just yes. seeing each other. So whatever. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Correct. Let's correct. just let's just let's just, okay, let's just so do let's, this thing. Let's, <laughs>
1: let's just dive right back into it. Okay, so so uh, our our tonight's guest has now officially joined us on the uh, show. And Tyson, if you want to do the introductions, please.
0: Oh, okay, yes. Uh, so please welcome to antisocial show, uh, Russell Brown, an old friend of mine. Hi, Russ.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: Not bad. Uh, you and I uh, reconnected about two weeks ago, I think.
2: Yeah, about that, about yeah. that. A few messages back and forth, and then...
0: Oh, well, yeah. Well, we, I was guessing what I should say is, yes, we did connect before two weeks ago, but we also, we uh, Skyped recently, so uh, had a nice conversation, and that was cool. Um, we used to be roommates for a very short period of time, I'd say. Uh, yeah, it was a fairly short period of time. And, six, uh, seven
2: months, I think. Six,
0: seven months, yeah. So, I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things... <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, during that time, uh, Russell introduced me to a lot of, uh, comic books and graphic novels of various, uh, types and storylines. And I got, uh, I got a window into the depth of storytelling that could happen in, uh, that sort of thing that I had not really previously been, uh, aware was so plentiful. Like my exposure to, um, uh, it's not really adult stories, but to uh I don't know what to call them. Let's least my first adult graphic novel, I guess you would say, or something that wasn't just a comic book, was probably um V for Vendetta. And that was in uh that was when I was a junior in high school. So I knew that they existed, but what I didn't know is that there was complex storytelling happening in more popular serialized works such as uh things like The X Men which I I just hadn't had a lot of exposure to it before, and I was uh, set straight <laughs> as far as like the type of storytelling that could be available. Uh, so I appreciate that a great deal, and um, that was that was uh, that was a, that was a really good time in 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 life and in history. <laughs> and it was a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah there's a
2: lot going on there. So, how have you been? Uh, been doing pretty well. I'm busy yeah busy going to school right now um and uh single parent so oh yeah okay pretty pretty
0: busy
1: <laughs> i haven't uh i haven't joined the club yet but i'm hoping to uh,
0: to become even. a single a single parent
1: no, not a single parent. Just to become a parent, right? Oh, right. No, of course, no. I'm, it's my job to play if,
0: dumb occasionally. <laughs> so.
1: if, if if I ever became a single <laughs> parent, that would be a complete nightmare. Um,
0: <laughs> sure, for one. Well, it might be. I mean, if you, I, if, I if,
1: would if, feel bad for the kid,
0: <laughs> like you, you don't think you'd be able to to do that? But I mean, you've had stepchildren before. No, no. I
1: would. I, I would. I would. I think I would be able to handle the responsibility of it. But I think that uh, as far as like. You know, like I would just probably let the kid watch whatever the kid wanted to watch, just to keep the kid happy. You know, pasta dinners like three or four times a week, and that's probably why I'm on cholesterol pills. Um, you, you know, uh, oh, you want to wear that to school? Yeah, okay, good, good. Just go ahead, get out, <laughs> just go.
0: You know, uh, did you shower? Perfect. Sorry, was gonna say a uh, friend friend of the show, former guest Joshua Barnes, uh, comedian, talks about. Uh, being a dad in his uh, s- most kind of recent uh, collection of sets in the last couple of years. Um, he has recently become a father for the second time, but he has a five-year-old, or had a five-year-old a few years ago, <laughs> who is older now. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about, you know, being divorced and whatnot and how he gets to be the cool dad and all that stuff. And it's like, this is before I had my kids, so it was hard to contextualize that kind of thing. But now that it has happened, I certainly can... Contextualize it, the the idea, and it does horrify me to think of what might have to transpire for me to be uh, single again. I don't like to think about the possibilities. So, damn, damn,
1: dude, you sound like you sound like Laura's packing her (laughs) shit and like leaving right after we were done with this.
0: Well, that's the best case scenario to me, (laughs) As, as far as like why you know I'm now alone with a child. You know. She
1: don't. She don't listen to the show, right? Because you know the the way that sounded is kind of like, yeah, that would be great. Just get out. Just go.
0: <laughs> Your words, not mine, sir.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, but no. But um, hey, I keep wanting to engage. <laughs> my kid is very energetic, as well. Uh, I'd say as well, but I don't know how often this 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 is. And I do know my kid is really at that stage where he's really very like his his words are starting to come together, and it's pretty cool so you've had a, a bit more time to do that sort of thing uh, than i have russell certainly
2: yeah yeah i think so um how old is yours
0: he's about two and a half
2: oh yeah then definitely <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i'm really glad that you said two and a half years instead of saying well russell he's about 18 and a half months old <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: that was a there was a i don't know it was a Uh, never mind it was like a jeff foxworthy bit or something where it's like the kid says you know it's air pain air pain and the parents are like that's very good and i'm like he's 24 years old or something like that
1: well you know you know when uh uh now that jareth is in fact two two and a half years old and and You know, you really got to kind of watch what you say, I guess, around him because now that he's starting to pick up words, the last thing you want him to do is, you know, just
0: drop a swear word, because that would be bad. I mean, you know, at first it would be funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, to me, at least Uh I I giggle thinking about it. Um, (laughs) He does say he can't say six. And it, it does sound an awful lot like the S word when he when he tries to say it.
1: So, well there's there's two there's, there's you talk about the, the you're talking about the swear word yes
0: yes like the words okay. the word six when he yes, says it it yes. sounds like another word
1: <laughs> I am going to really try to uh uh I, I don't want to say that I'm going to make a promise to our audience but uh mm-hmm. I'm going to really try to uh make sure that my language is uh clean uh this particular episode and uh, uh. you know I I'm I'm learning uh well you know I'm healing
0: as a person in, go ahead
2: guaranteed. That <laughs> I can't promise
0: oh no it's fine no, I mean but I appreciate the that, that Hunter's making an effort just because it's more like an unconscious thing like uh, to, yeah. to sort of throw in a, a word every now and then like we can you know if we want to like emphasize something and it's you know right in the moment but there's like sometimes it uh, it can be like you can get on a roll you know oh yes
1: I can and it, it just be becomes bad and I, and I can tell tyson uh you know he's, he's counting the the amount of swear words that i have dropped and you know when he does like the face palm and you know that sort of thing and he's like ah damn because because i know what he has to go through when he edits these when he edits these things and you know
0: i put together bleeps i put together special bleeps for um for the show so every time there's a go ahead <laughs>
2: gotcha yeah
0: so every word has its own bleep um that uh, for the most part, there's a couple words that kind of share one because uh, they don't usually get said in the same show. You know, this is this is really boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just no, technical fine. Fine. technical you're stuff. Fine. No, it's really great that we constantly talk about the show and behind the scenes of the show. It's it's one of the, <laughs> the, one of the, the most show. enduring things about the show. I think is talking about the <laughs> show.
1: The show. It's like yes. Well, you know, you know, the one thing about the show,
0: <laughs> what's that?
1: <laughs> I'm just rolling. I'm just rolling with it now at this point is that everybody loves the show. And I guess you know it's, 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 you know, we don't do, I mean, if you really think about this, we don't do in a traditional sense, we don't do segments like most podcasts. And, you know, if we do do a segment, we kind of do it like one time, shelve it, and then probably never do it again. So. If we had a one constant segment, that would be like the, the you can call it Tyson's technical corner where we talk about all the technical stuff of the
0: show. Right. <laughs> well, we do actually we do actually have one uh, segment that we put together for guests. And yes, and I yes, yes, and I, yes. in fact, did put one together tonight. So uh, uh, I, I figured you did, sir. So we could talk a bit more about anything else that like if you'd like to, to talk about anything, Russell, then I'd. I think, please, I'd, I'd love to hear anything other than talk about the show, <laughs> and and the behind well, the scenes, to, and the making the sausage. To, and the, go ahead, Hunter. Yeah,
1: But now, now we have to talk about the sausage and the gravy because is it Sunday gravy or is it Monday gravy? And here on the show,
0: Sunday gravy know. or Monday gravy is that an East Coast thing?
1: No, I, I meant, I meant su- uh, su- uh, Sunday. Uh, oh God, you messed me all up. Is it Sunday gravy or Sunday sauce? I guess it must be – it's an Italian thing. I happen to be Italian, and, you oh, know, gravy. it's uh, – there, there, there is a common argument uh, or a long-going argument that, you know, as far as, like, pasta sauce is, is concerned, you know, is it gravy? Is it sauce? I call it gravy. Hmm. You know, some, some people out there call it sauce, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, what does it say on the jar? Well, you know what? I don't, I don't eat it out the jar, all right? So it's gravy, all mm. right? And, and that's what we'll talk about on the show.
0: <laughs> I call it wallpaper paste. No. I wall- wallpaper paste. <laughs> what are you eating? What are you eating, dude? Yeah, oh hey, <laughs> so Russell are you reading anything lately? Any new uh trades or any uh old trades or is it you got a pile oh, of comics um, backlog or anything?
2: I have I well right actually right now um I have about like <laughs> four long boxes of comics that I need to read that are recent that that, that have just been stacking up. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, I think. The only, <laughs> the only thing I'm current on is the X-Men stuff because it's been so good lately that oh. I've just been absorbing it um, as much as I can. But other than that, I, for some reason, um, I like a month or two ago, I got a wild hair to uh, reread uh, Sandman. And um, nice. as I'm reading it, I'm realizing that I've never actually sat and read the whole thing through. You know, it was like I got it pieces here and pieces there and, you know, mm-hmm. and probably missed a couple of spots. So at least. You know, it hadn't stuck in my memories because I'm reading stuff, going, "Oh wow!" Like I don't remember this at all. So,
0: yeah, Sammo is definitely one of the ones that you introduced me to.
2: It's it is certainly one of the best. Like I, you know, it's one of the things that I talk about with, you know, my other comic book friends. Whether that's like the best series Mm. ever been out there, And, and it's hard to argue with you know yeah. it was it was like solid and and like great story great artwork mm-hmm. changed a lot and it really just kind of broke down and changed the, the idea of you know a comic book narrative mhm in a lot of ways
0: would you say that if if Neil Gaiman were Quentin Tarantino that Sandman would be his Pulp Fiction?
2: Um no, I'd say it was his reservoir dogs.
0: Okay. Interesting, yeah. So he didn't do Neil Gaiman broke through with, with uh with Sandman?
2: Yes. Okay Yes, definitely, definitely. And then You know, like, now he's known for his novels. (sighs) Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But, I mean, like, he definitely has a kind of... A game and has a... um, He has a... That I've noticed. uh, It's not just that he has a style, but he has a particular thing that he does in a way that he seems to incorporate the, uh, you know, various types of global or localized mythoses and then personifies them in some way. Like, for example, in his in the miniseries Neverwhere, uh, which I don't know if you ever saw, but uh pretty good. That's a It's like a six part. I think it's a BBC thing. So mm-hmm. it's shot on video, but it's beautifully shot because it's it's the BBC. So like everything's well lit and whatnot and nice and crisp. So, you know, this is for people who don't like video because they don't think it looks good as film. It actually looks pretty darn good. It's well, well shot. But it's like the landscape of Britain. Has these places, and then he takes them and turns them into people. So, like, there's an old Vic, and there's actually an old Vic, you know, or the Nightbridge um, Market becomes like this other world. It's an alternate dimension, kind of just below our dimensions. Like, you know, he also does things with gods, and is like a, like like Morpheus is was a took a form of a uh, one of the gods of somewhere, and was it Africa or South America or one of those, or was it South uh, something? Well. In like the first omnibus, I, mean, I remember something like this happening.
2: There, I mean, the the idea was is that he's he's not a god, but mm-hmm. he's like what he is 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 um, kind of beyond it. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. like something just that just has to be like you know he's one of seven, and and um, like the other ones are like death and destiny and destruction, like. Mm-hmm. just things that are just you know
0: and delirium essential. was that one of them <laughs> yeah so they yeah, all have literally. d names too they' because he's dream yeah. morpheus yeah. is dream yeah.
2: yeah uh and delight and despair the other two
0: that's right so are they called like the endless or something like that or yeah. and yeah. we talked about their birth order too because like uh like death i think is the oldest because people could die before they could dream yes, yes. <laughs> I mean it's really dark but like not untrue I guess or yeah. not you know not um, with outside of the realm of what, uh, whatever so I am going to uh, take a moment here and change into my game show jacket and if you'd like to continue this I'll try and come back and uh,
1: yeah you bring your ass back yeah. We make a party just gotta
0: step right over for just a moment I'll be right back right, excuse right.
1: me he's going, he's going into the dressing room uh, uh, do. what do you, Right now, and uh, I, I didn't want. I, I I promised I wouldn't mention this, but uh, he's actually going to uh, take a you know a hit of coke. So uh, no, we don't talk about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Keeps him <you> going.
1: Yes, C C. we didn't talk about him. Uh, welcome back, Tyson. What? <laughs> <Nice>.
0: <laughs> no honestly i couldn't hear you when i took my headphones off so i have no idea what you said
1: i, I know okay I, I know that's that's why i said it All right. so yeah tyson you got your uh you got your uh your code on we got the we got uh now uh i lost my train of thought mm-hmm. oh well it'll De- come back
0: to me derailed <laughs> Choo, 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 choo. Whop, whop, whop. I don't know if any of you can see this because it's very small. For the people who have never seen this before, this is a book that I picked up at Powell's Books in Oregon uh, about, I don't know, feel like it was 10 years ago. I have no idea how long ago it actually was. It was a while ago. And it is called uh, Depraved and Insulting English, Words to Offend and Amuse. Okay. Yeah, so I'm wondering, um, are we worried about little ears? <laughs>
2: Uh, no, no.
0: <laughs> okay. So I should explain, um, that this book has words that are generally no longer in popular usage. I feel like I might've explained this uh, to you when we talked on our Skype call, but, uh, did I, did I say anything about this or? I, I don't know- remember
2: anything
0: about this. Okay. So I explained it to somebody recently and I, I, I get things confused sometimes, uh, often, uh, but there are, um, I don't know how many there are, but it's A to Z and, uh, they're words like, oh, here's one. So there's a word that is, uh, terassus. uh, that ended up in one of our games and it is male hysteria. It's just a word that's not used anymore. That's not actually even one of the worst ones, but it says a curiously broad definition, perhaps even a little vague for a mania that might fall under this heading and one potential cause of terassis. check the entry for micromania. So then you have to go back through and be like, oh, it's micromania. And the thing is, I don't know what it is. Um, because I don't remember. I'm guessing it has something to do with... something small. Ah! Oh, it's very close to Microphallus. Uh, Micromastia, Micromaniac, Micromania! Okay. So Micromania is uh, the delusion that a part of one's body has shrunk or is in danger of shrinking. And I've dropped the book on the floor.
2: So I... have dangers. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So um, I have cho- like
2: cold water? Sorry? Like cold water? Like when you're in cold water kind of shrinking?
0: Oh yeah, shrinkage. Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> yes.
0: It I th- I could be. It you know, it's it's funny because that type of thing, I feel like people who who are comedians probably like words and it's possible that somebody knew of this word and knew that it wasn't in use anymore but thought it was f- like, you know, it could have Seinfeld, one of those guys could have actually decided to be like, oh, that's a funny idea for a, for a, you know, one third of a Seinfeld episode, (laughs) because, because it's usually like, there's like three stories in every Seinfeld episode, it's, you know, at least two, there's, it got to a while, there was very formulaic that they would come up with something, and then the paths would cross, and people would get screwed over in some way or another, and, you know, there's, that was always happening, and very eloquently, eloquently, not eloquently, excellently, no, Uh, very well done. Yeah, I copped out on that word. What am my Foster Brooks exit exit exit. Well done, for you Foster Brooks fans out there. Um, all right. So I've picked out seven words, and this is a competition, pretty much between our guest Russell and our host uh, Hunter. I uh, it's uh, basically I've picked out seven of these words. I will say the word. I will spell the word. I will tell you if it is a... Hunter is like, Returning champion! Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, because I got my... I I got whooped, remember? Who, uh... Didn't somebody whoop me very recently?
0: Was it Andy Kendler?
1: It might have been.
0: Or was it Sean? Well, somebody, like, won by one point. I mean, because... I I don't think it was Sean. I think it, it might have been Andy. Okay. So, we'll see. But, um... Uh, this is an adjective. So, so um, what it will do is I'll 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 say the word, I'll spell the word, and I will give you three things that the word could mean, and you have to choose one of them. It's multiple choice. Then I'll mark down your choice and mark down your score as you uh, as you either do or do not uh, give uh, the correct answer. And then at the end of the game, if it's tied up, I'll figure out a tiebreaker because it usually involves um, a, our version of Name That Tune, which is usually one round. Depending on how quickly it goes, so who knows? It may not come to that. Definitely. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> okay, that's as Michael Buffer as Bane or something. I don't know what that was. Actually, I his Bane. Be like, let's get ready to rumble. Let's
1: get <laughs> ready to do
0: this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I read, I read the novelization of Nightfall. I think you're the one who told me about Nightfall, how like Bane had this really amazing backstory. So it's another conversation about how he was handled in the, uh, either films that he's shown up in, but, uh, we might be able to get to that later as I'm very curious about it. And also, we can stop as this, as this goes on, depending on how much time you have. Uh, how much time do you have tonight, by the way?
2: Um, hour and a half at least from now
0: from now? Uh. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see if we can uh uh, uh maintain your interest for that long. <laughs> so, uh the first word tonight. Uh tonight, it starts with an R. The word is rectopathic. That is rectopathic. It is spelled R E C T O P A T H I C. Sounds exactly, <laughs> spelled how it sounds. Uh, it is an adjective, so that is a descriptive word. For those of you who are new to this game, uh, out there in Audience Land, Audience Land, the worst theme park ever. Um, it's just filled with bleachers, um, and chairs. So does uh, excuse me is sorry does rectopathic refer to a Uh, apparent poor anal hygiene uh, to being B easily hurt emotionally or C festooned in the sartorial trappings of the clergy. A. Hunter is going with A. I'm gonna
2: go with B on this one.
0: And Russell is going with B. And Russell gets the point. The first point. Ah! Being rectopathic is somebody who is easily hurt emotionally.
1: So basically, uh, 21st century butt hurt, essentially.
0: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yes. Imagine my delight when I came across this word, thinking that that might still have some kind of a um, a a variant or a, a relevance today in some in some form of communication today. Yeah. All
1: right, all right, all right.
0: All right. Okay. cuz the, the term butthurt never made any sense to me. Why butthurt? Why not just hurt, you know? And it's like, oh, well maybe there's an earlier word that it's derived from or at least uh, you know, uh derived from or or related to, I guess is what I was trying and to say. And it turns out turns out there is. Turns out it's very likely. I can't prove anything, but I mean, it's too much <laughs> of a too much of a uh a coincidence to uh I suppose. Or maybe it's a coincidence. They exist. They are a thing. Uh, I can't prove that either, but I hear that they're a thing. Uh, Anyway, uh, the second word starts with a U. It is unipygic. Unipygic. That is spelled U-N-I-P-Y-G-I-C. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is an adjective. Um, Does it refer to a having but one ass cheek B having but one eyebrow or C having but one big pustule B Hunter is going with B.
2: Um, i am I'm gonna go with C on this
0: one C Russell's going with the pustule it is actually A having but one ass cheek ah uh. Really? <laughs> apparently. Apparently. <it> okay. <laughs> One is Unipigot, if that is the case. The score is uh, 2 nothing. Russell is in the lead, currently. Still a chance for Hunter to come back. There are seven of these totals, so it's still anybody's word game. Oh, you know, I forgot to say what this game was called. Uh, this game is called What Do These Mean Words Mean?
2: What <laughs> do
0: yeah, because they're meant to be insulting. So it's uh, it's just like, and plus the yeah, the the redundant title is kind of an homage to uh, these fellows on the internet called Rhett and Link. Good Mythical Morning is their show, and they their their segments often have funny, kind of jokey names to them, and they like like that. For example, that would be I can't think of an example at the moment, but uh, yeah, having mean twice in the title is kind of a thing that they would would do um the victorian era insults victorian era insults yes (laughs) um all righty the third word everybody ready for the third word yes third 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 the word uh is hmm? Uh, is scambler scambler that is s-c-a-m-b-l-e-r it is a noun is a scambler a one who cheats at gambling b one who steals eggs or c one who drops in uninvited at dinner time in the hope of getting free food a hunter is going with a which is one who cheats at gambling i'm gonna go with c russell is going with c it is c c a scambler is one who drops in uninvited at dinner time in the hope of getting free food. Well
1: done. So basically, a mooch.
0: <laughs> yeah, or a, a, a schnorrer. Think it, like in the song "Captain Spaulding." With um, there was a no, not not that Captain Spaulding. Uh, Hunter, uh, Hunter is a fan of the Rob Zombie movies. Yes. Of which I've never seen a single one, but I will eventually.
2: Not a single one. Not a, not a single one
0: um you
1: have to you have to it's it's, it's the law I mean, you have to i'm not
0: sure i'm not sure great. i do uh well at some point i will because i do like some horror movies but no it's got um so uh yeah it's uh the one what's the what is the house of a thousand corpses is that the first one of the series house that, of yep That's got, house of a thousand corpses yep. devils rejects and three from hell okay and so captain spaulding is Sid Haig, I believe, who yeah. passed on yes. recently, and he was in this movie called Spider Baby that I watched. I watched about half of earlier tonight. I'm going to finish it. It's a, a kind of a horror comedy from 1967. Also stars Lon Chaney Jr. Because um, we're getting into the Halloween season, so I'm going to I'm kind of loading up on my uh, classic um, horror. I'm doing finger quotes for those who can't see it, and also I don't know if you guys can see me do finger quotes because I am up in the corner there. I hate to think you all yes. are straining your eyes, looking intently at this little box up in the corner. It actually gives me a bit of agita thinking about <laughs> what you might nope, be going through at nope, the moment. Uh not at all. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, was, so Sid Hanks is Captain Spaulding. So, yeah, this, the which is taken from a uh, Groucho Marx, uh, Marx Brothers. There's a there's a song. It goes, "Hooray for Captain Spaulding, the African explorer." And then he says, "Did did someone call me Schnara? And they say, "Hooray, hooray, hooray." <laughs> Went into the jungle where all the monkeys throw nuts. If I stay here, I'll go nuts. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Yes. Good old um, Groucho Marx. Julius Marx. Julius (laughs) Marx. Yes. Hello. Greetings. (sighs) Here we go. It's okay. All right. This is actually, let's see. Oh yeah, this wasn't this one isn't bad. All right, the fourth word starts with uh, also starts with the letter S. Hey. Come
2: down and
0: okay, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, and it is scaurus. Scaurus that is spelled S C A U R O U S, and it is an adjective. <laughs> Is uh is Scourus A having a perpetual disapproving face B having thick ankles or C having an obsession with garbage? A <laughs> Hunter is saying A
2: well, I'm gonna go with uh B. Hey <laughs> hey it's okay I'm gonna go with B. Gonna go with I- B. <laughs> It just sounds
0: weird. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Russell gets the point. He's 4-for-4 four four at this point. What the... What the... <laughs> what, why? I, I don't know.
1: I have, ever what? since Erica Curry and um, uh, Cassandra Cardenas, I have been dying and crashing in a big, bad way here on this game.
0: And that was a three-person game at that point. Uh, so there was... um yes, was. Well... From the s- Trashy Trashy Podcast... So, I hate to say this, but there's really no way for you to win now, Hunter, uh, seeing that there's only three left, and um, there are four. But if we could still continue, because it's, uh, you know, it'd be fun to get through the yeah, rest yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, th- the sorry. The, I don't know how, th- I, hmm. what the hell? Uh, just... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's uh you know.
1: I'm coming for you, sir. That's all you need to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's usually very WWE about this. uh <laughs> I finally, I finally adjusted to saying WWE. That's weird. Because when I was growing up, it was yes. WWF. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, for me as well, until, uh, what, 2001, 2002? Something, Some, like something
2: like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's been almost 20 years. That's it. Yeah. I think it actually, <laughs> I
0: think it came in under, I think it was closer to 99 or 2000, because I think it was before September 11th that I remember hearing about on the, this radio program I used to listen to. I'm not 100% though. I'm not 100% on this. This is right around that time. Okay. Um, uh, oh, so two, there are three left. Uh, the fifth word starts with, I usually only have five total, so <laughs> the, the the fifth word, uh, okay. It's got six syllables. So I had to practice saying this earlier today a few times. Let's see if I can say it again. Um, no. Uh, a pick yeah, a yeah apicaricacy it is spelled e p i c uh epic a r i and then c a c y and the stress is on the third syllable so it's like apicaricacy Apicaricacy, tyson
1: <laughs> it's very a of you um it might be, be. My-
0: it might huh. be <laughs> um this is a noun so is um is does pick does refer to uh, a being hyperverbose b uh, a collection of animals too large to clean up after properly or uh, c pleasure from the misfortune of others c <laughs>
1: because you're getting the you're getting the 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 uh you know, the my displeasure, and you're getting pleasure for my displeasure, so it's C.
0: Russell, <laughs> do you have a guess?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with, I, I actually, just the, the picking up the, you know, stuff of animals just seems completely ridiculous. <laughs> like, nobody would go with that. Okay,
0: um, okay. So you're throwing out B. Right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely throwing out that one. I'm going
0: to go with it. Hey there. okay, being hyper verbose. And Hunter is on the board with 1 point. Ah, oh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> it it yes. is in fact pleasure from the misfortune of others, which uh the Germans have a word for that. It's uh Schadenfreude. It's called what? Schadenfreude? It's uh has nobody other than me ever experienced Avenue Q? <laughs> hey, I, hey,
1: I, no, I haven't experienced Avenue Q. Oh gosh, guys, uh, treat,
0: treat yourself. It's like uh let's see, are you old enough to remember how fun Sesame Street used to be when we were little? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. okay, so it's like Sesame no, it's not it's it's um it's like if the Muppets uh, were in the real world. No, they do that. They've done that already. This is like 10 years ago or more. Like uh, No, Avenue Q is like closer to 20 years ago. Um, but it is obviously inspired by and puppeteered by a few people from Sesame Street. And the music is the thing that really sends me back because it is it is a sound-alike sound uh, soundtrack um, for Joe Raposo, who is one of the early composers of Sesame Street music. has a very distinct sound. You know, it's usually like light, soft, upbeat jazz with which also has, like, you know, a bit of flute thrown in and usually a xylophone, like, songs like... Like, he wrote the song Sing, which was covered by the Carpenters and was a big hit. There's his... The song's like, Everybody eats... Everybody eats... Like, you know, that was another one. He also did Everybody Sleeps, so they, like, use the same tune for that, but... uh, I think the Sesame Street main theme is also his, so, you know... That's got a whole kind of vibe Can to it. Can you
1: tell me how, how to, to get
0: how, how to get to Sesame, Sesame, Sesame Street. Street? Yeah, as yeah. no. a magic when carpet sing... ride. Happy people come inside. Oh no, I screwed up already. Well, that's all right. Yeah, when I, I
1: When I sing, when I sing, it sounds like a dying cat. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just imagining dying cats singing the Sesame Street theme song now.
2: <laughs> Can you tell me how to get
1: <laughs> how to get to Sesame Street?
0: Yes, very, very well done, Fritz. Yes. All right. Um. Let's see here. Okay, we are on our last couple words.
2: The uh... Levi. <laughs> Come here! Come here! Bring me here. <laughs> Sorry, he's <laughs> about to help down with me.
0: Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I, I'm i yeah i'm just thinking about my kid and smiling i'm, I'm well
2: i'm real I, I
1: i am the kid of the house so for all intent purposes i'm very much a kid so uh yeah yeah you guys you know you guys know how it is being a kid or i i am the kid so you know you guys have kids and i'm the kid and you
0: know uh yeah no we'd we'd get it if we were also the kid Right, right, right. Right, right. Okay, so right. The, uh, so the uh second to last word uh is starts with an L and it's a very short word. <laughs> it's four letters. It's lant. That is L A N T and it is a noun. Uh is lant. <laughs> a person with high social status and poor hygiene. Um, excuse me, a third nostril, or stale urine used in manufacturing. C. What? Say that again. Which one? All three, or just the last one?
2: C. Just C. Uh,
0: stale urine used in manufacturing.
2: Stale urine used in my manufacturing. Um. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> you know, the the thing is, is like, I swear that I've heard this word before. Um, it's possible. And uh, I, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards seed as well. I think
0: <laughs> Is that your, <laughs> is that your final answer? It is. All right. Is. Rest in peace, Regis. Um, you both have a point. Yes. It is, in <laughs> fact, stale urine used in manufacturing. All right. Uh, see, all right.
2: About time to got right. on the damn board. When I lived in Minnesota, I actually worked at a factory, and I think they... I don't know if there was actually urine that they used, but they called it that. Mm-hmm. They called what they were using.
0: Was it a tweed, a tweed factory?
2: <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. Can I get some lint down here, please? It was like... There, yeah. Like, there's lint there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always... I never understood what they were talking
0: about. But. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's definitely, um, I mean, it's definitely used in the manufacturing of tweed. Uh, for some reason, I guess it has certain qualities that, uh, that they, uh, actually, I had learned this before previously from an episode of QI, a show that I bring up every now and then, uh, a great British panel show that has all these amazing factoids on it and a fun kind of panel slash game show format with a bunch of. Uh, British personalities and comedians that come on and just have a good time. And uh they the question they had was why take the um ispe, <laughs> the word the rhymes are there, out of Newcastle? And uh
1: wait well
0: why take the word what? Why take the the word is like take the okay, so there's a there's a word that like take the hiss, but it's a P word. Right. Right. So say, why take the, out of Newcastle? Because, and then, because also in Britain, the expression taking the, is to tease, is to tease. Yes. So they say, so it's like, why tease? But he means literally, why take the, out of the we, out of Newcastle? And it's because Newcastle is one of the places that, I guess, makes a lot of tweed. And so they take it out of the, the, people used to actually collect it and then send it off to the factory so you they would go around and collect it for this particular manufacturing and because i guess i guess because getting it from their workforce wasn't enough i don't know i but that's what uh ended up happening so how like people would leave milk for you you know <laughs> on your doorstep then people would leave their buckets of uh of uh effluvium no uh, they're of leavings. Uh-huh. Oh, you're
1: taking the you're taking the p out my joke, brother. <laughs> I know it now. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's that's yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's uh. So the th- the word lant never came up, but I imagine that it would be called lant now. So I mean, if that's because that's exactly the kind of thing that that uh... like another weird thing. The previous word ep- uh, epikorikacy is that they talk about words that are that have no English equivalent. Like schadenfreude is one of them. There's also Zofswang and zeitgeist. You know, and it's it's not that they don't translate into English because Zeitgeist means time ghost. It means the idea doesn't really have an English translation. So you can say time ghost, but it doesn't mean anything in English. It doesn't mean the same thing that it means in German when you say Zeitgeist and Schadenfreude, which is happiness or pleasure from the misery of others. Uh, yeah, but it does apparently have an English equivalent and it's a picaricacy. So whatever. Anyway, our final word in this, what do the mean words mean? Uh, this evening is um it also starts with an l and it is lapidable lapidable that is spelled l a p i d a b l e and it is an adjective mm-hmm. unpack your adjectives <laughs> uh so if you are lap- <laughs> excuse if you are lapidable are you a Worthy of being stoned. Dunk. Dunk. Uh, B. Laughably pathetic. Or C. Childishly obsequious. B. Hunter is going with B. Laughably pathetic. I'm actually going with A. Russell is going with... And Russell ends the game with six points. To Uh, Hunter's two. Ah well done everybody who involved um, so just to recap our first word starts with an R rectopathic the next one starts with a U unipygic uh, then we have uh, an first S word scambler second S word Scarus. we have an E word epic uh, pegawakeasy an L word lant and another L word lepidable R-U-S-S-E-L-L quiz made specifically for our guest Russell well
2: oh, thank you um, <laughs> you're welcome. hello
1: I've never, di- I never I've never bombed that badly before my god I'm gonna have to take my stuff to the wood shop now and you know to the woodshed and just you know beat my own ass like ever 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 suck that bad again <laughs> and,
0: and while you're at it go to the woodshop you know make,
1: yeah the woodshop too.
0: make a marionette or something um. Yeah. So there's that game. I'm just gonna take my jacket off real quick here, because I am warm.
1: It's all that coke he's doing. I'm telling you, man. Must be. <laughs> 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 I guess it's warm. He, he's got the he's got <laughs> the little mirror set up, and he's just you know.
2: <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. Oh, thank you for uh, participating in our silliness.
2: No problem. We are we
0: are that crazy. So, um what do y'all want to talk about now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, the the guest has the magic conch, uh, you know, as guests so often do so. The magic conch. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the,
0: the magic conch the sacred conch you know the talking stick right 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 it's just funny that it's like I mean I know it's from Lord of the Flies but then if you add the twist of it being a magic conch that's hilarious because then it becomes like a magic lamp or something so you rub the conch and right. then who, I don't so, know
1: so what I basically did was I took Spongebob and Lord of the Flies and worked them together because the, the conch itself obviously is very much from Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. but they also had an episode on Spongebob where uh, they were taking directions from this uh this conch where you pull the string and it just, you know, it answered your questions essentially by yes or no. So they are magic conch.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I never saw that one. Russell, have you been exposed to SpongeBob?
2: Oh, oh, yeah, many one. And I have seen that one. It's just ridiculous, as they often are. Um,
0: (laughs) I hear it's a good show. Uh, It definitely is.
2: You're telling me you haven't watched SpongeBob.
0: No, I have. I've watched the first entry the first it has like a couple episodes on it i've seen the very first one the the one where he let's see there's one where he's uh making a bunch of burgers and it's got that uh that like uh living in the sunlight laughing in the daylight having a wonderful time and th- that song in it which is really very funny and then And then there's a a second part to it where he's making friends with a squirrel who lives underwater and he's, he he can't Sandy Sandy, and for some reason he can't just be like, I need to be in the water. So he tries to pretend like it's okay if he doesn't get in, you know, so he goes into her little terrarium, which is, you know, got plenty of oxygen in it, but he like starts to dry out.
1: So uh, essentially Sandy Cheeks is a uh, squirrel from Texas who also happens to be a uh, scientist and she's been funded to uh uh do underwater experiments oh. under the uh, uh yeah and the the people that uh or the um the ones that kind of gave her the dough to do that mm-hmm. are i think they're chimpanzees or they might be orangutans something like that and they're british and <laughs>
0: So. so none of this is apparent in her first appearance. So I, I assume I'll, I would learn about this later. Oh. I, so I'm going to be watching SpongeBob, but Bob is the point. It's just I haven't really... like uh, it. I, I tried putting on like the first episode, and I think it was a little intense for my one-year-old. Uh, but now that he's two and that? a half, uh, he might have a little more of a... The,
1: the, the thing about SpongeBob, what, what makes it, I guess, I don't want to say unique, because I'm sure other shows have probably done this before, but it, it's... It's also geared for adults because the, there's, there's jokes. There's, like, hidden innuendos in there hmm. or innuendos. And, you know, adults would find it hilarious, obviously, but the kids won't get it because mm-hmm. that's, that's how it's geared. But it's, it's very much funny. Mm-hmm. Like when SpongeBob told uh, uh, a lady fish, you know, see you next Tuesday, essentially the adult would, would get the idea of what he's basically calling her. Wow.
2: <laughs>
0: that's nice that they were able to slip that in there. I do have a special bleep for that word as well. <laughs> but no, oh, yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Hmm?
1: I mean, and then there's the episode of, of, of essentially what you, you do with the episodes when you bleep things out. There was an episode where, you know, they were trying to teach uh, Patrick and, and SpongeBob not to curse. and So they have like different bleeps, different, you know, uh, sounds for that. But you can pretty much, you're pretty much knowing what, what they're saying and
0: they had different it, it, different ones like they literally like, like also, yes. also had like specific sounds for specific words
2: yeah yes. so, it so was oh, that's a episode Down yeah and horns like a foghorn sound and yep you know. or like a
1: uh, uh, um a dolphin um
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: yeah it's my dolphin sound. Actually, it's not my dolphin sound, it's uh there's a comedian that I saw whose name I don't know who made that. I figured out how to do that. Anyway.
1: <sighs> or, you know, when uh SpongeBob uh you know uh was supposed to die or something like that because he ate uh Squidward fed him this pie and he thought it was gonna explode and he's like the only reason why we were friends because you were supposed to die um, yes, yeah, it's. it's it, I mean, it, it's very adult esque uh, humor, hmm. um, and again, only adults would get it. But it, it's that's what makes the show funny. Because if you have to sit down and watch a kids' cartoon, mm-hmm. at least you could be entertained at the same time, and it's it's very much entertaining. Okay, you know, I think one of my favorite episodes is when they're doing the uh, the camping thing and uh, they're trying to teach Squidward not to uh, attract a uh, a sea bear. Or or I think it was a sea bear, something like that. And uh, they're like, "Quick, draw a circle in the dirt." And Squidward is like, "That's not going to keep this monster out. I'm running for my life." And you know, this is hilarious.
0: Uh, is Squidward voiced by Clancy Brown?
1: That I don't
2: know. No, no, Clancy Brown does the um, Mr. Krabs. Oh, okay. And he also sings the theme.
0: Song. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the 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 the, yeah i've i've heard it at least once or twice so yeah no i haven't had that much exposure to spongebob but what i did see i did like and i look forward to experiencing it uh before too long um
2: it's there's a lot of it now Um, (laughs) it's been on forever
0: what uh what kind of other what sort of what's your uh, what kind of children's programming have you enjoyed over the last um however many years it's been
2: Children's programming? Oh, Well, see, um, Levi likes, he likes the, the minions. That's like, like one of his favorite things. So the Despicable Me movies and the Minion movie, like in the little shorts, mm-hmm. you gotta watch those like a hundred times. And they're funny the first couple times. I'll admit that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm by by the fiftieth time though it's it's not funny anymore but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but that's that's when I've seen a lot um and then he likes frozen a lot and um cars a lot. those are the other two that's just uh-huh it's like Pixar stuff yeah that's cool yeah and thomas the train that's 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 one of the biggest
0: ones thomas the train now i've heard that's another one i've heard of um um you've
2: heard of thomas the train you've never actually watched thomas the train
0: no so this is the thing i don't really watch i don't have we don't have tv tv (laughs) do you remember how we didn't have tv in the apartment (laughs) yeah we just had like videotapes and things like, I probably had a couple of videotapes of, like, Mystery Science Theater or something that probably were played every now and then.
2: A couple of tapes? You had, like, I don't know how many Mystery Science Theater we watched up there. Like, seriously. I think we <laughs> we probably watched, like, 50 different episodes, it seemed like. Oh, wow. Gosh, that um... We watched a lot of that. We watched a lot of that. And some weird movies <laughs> and, you know.
0: Oh, yeah yeah what's the weirdest uh yeah well yeah please go on <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it, it, you know i was thinking about this earlier today but um the one movie that i remember watching in there that just like like i don't know kind of struck me still strikes me mm-hmm. still, just think about it now still kind of like what the hell hmm. um was um bitter moon that was such a hard hard movie to watch oh god I mean, yeah
0: that wasn't just, one of mine. That was uh that was a rental.
2: Yeah, that was that just tore me up.
0: <laughs> that was a pretty but, uh, h- harsh movie.
2: Yeah, it was a really harsh movie. Um It's like one of those ones you watch and you're just like, okay, I don't need ever need to watch. That was a really good movie, but I don't need to ever ever see that again. <laughs> that right. was enough. once is enough.
0: I hear um, you. Yeah, that was a Roman Polanski movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of
1: Lewis, Lewis, I really messed up. Speaking of things Tyson hasn't watched yet, hmm. uh this show has been in existence next month as of five years. Tyson, what movie haven't we watched yet, buddy, that uh you know, I keep pushing for?
0: Is it uh the Franklin Jello Dracula?
1: <laughs> no, nope, 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 before
0: that, before that. Well, but like I don't know, the last few days you've been pushing for my bloody Valentine, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I last did start couple days, but I did start watching that like uh last night. It's not Hulu, so I will watch that very soon.
1: Perfect. But it's it's not it's not my buddy Valentine. Oh, it's not. Okay. And, no, yeah, No, but I, I want you to watch that because remember we we talked about oh. doing a uh Oh,
0: I remember now. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: We talked about doing a an expo, oh. or uh an episode where we are watching it together. So, it's uh yeah, so continue watching that. That's good. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't talking about that movie.
0: I know which one I've it is. Talk- it's Tusk. Go ahead, go ahead. It's Kevin yes. Smith's Tusk. I have not yes. seen that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. I haven't seen that either. Oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: and as far as, like, dark comedies are concerned and, you know, uh, innovative ideas, it, it's actually pretty good. I mean, you you see mixed reactions of it, uh, about it on Facebook. But, I mean, listen, I like it. It's funny. It's It's, I mean, I don't want to say, like, jump scare scary because it's obviously not bad but it's more like a it's more like a tragedy really Mm -hmm. but it's it's still pretty good though
0: (laughs) okay no i i understand now because it's kevin smith i uh you know i I will be seeing it uh at some point it took me a while to see red state and i did see it, and i did think it was a very well-made film uh i do know a bit about uh how tusk kind of started as an idea and then became a film. And I, I appreciate the spirit of that. I'm, I'm worried about how disturbing the execution of it is and, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not, you know, it's more disturbing than red state or if it's actually just kind of uh, funny, but things, there are certain things that kind of like, like we used to do this thing, I guess, are we, uh, me, who knows? I, maybe I, some of us people that I knew and myself uh, without the understanding that not everybody was like us, um, would be like, oh, I saw this movie. It was really messed up. We have to watch this or you have to see mm-hmm. it. Not really having a understanding of, uh, other people's, say, thresholds of, um, of weirdness or, or violence or whatever it was. It's just like, this was, you know, an interesting experience. And then, so it's hard to say, um, who got scarred because of anything that we (laughs) were watching but like i mean one of the most amazing like that was messed up i need to watch this with somebody else films that i saw was one called tetsuo the iron man and uh it's still a good movie but it's
2: you i remember you talking about that one back in the day i never watched it yeah. But I remember I do remember you talking about it. And I think you wanted me to watch it with you and I never did. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I had it on tape or available at the time. Um, the other one was Dr. Caligari, the uh, one we saw that I saw that on the Midnight Show and that was amazing. I thought that was hilarious and not not even in the same kind of ballpark as the type of movie that Tetsuo was, but Which
2: what Dr. Caligari are you talking about? Are you talking about The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari or just the Dr. Caligari?
0: Right, right. So so There are
2: two Things.
0: they very much They're are
2: movies <laughs> like really different movies so.
0: right right so the one i'm talking about is uh came out in like 90 or 91 and it was a um okay. an unofficial sequel to uh to the cabinet of dr caligari from 1920 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. and uh it might have been 22 might have been 1922 21 or 22 anyway um but no so yeah so the movie is like uh it's um it's his grand Daughter, the doctor's granddaughter has taken over the asylum, and it's it's an amazingly uh shot i well no that's that's a little bit much to say mean the the way it's shot it's basically like it's one of those movies that takes place in a place that has obviously been painted completely black so that everything that is placed in it stands out, and then like there are People have pastel colored clothing, so it really pops and it's very deliberately kind of d- delivered dialogue, very kind of stagey, sort of like almost beat poetry, very pretentious but like fun, very fun, and interesting, and not for kids um but there's it's a, not for kids no, Damn. no, but there's a great character that's in this also that's by the way <laughs> right, right. Have you seen this movie? Uh- most adults. <laughs> I, I have not. Uh, Bullwrestle. Did you ever see this? This doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember I Gus Pratt? We it
2: together, oh. actually.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So you know this one. This is the one where it's like got like these great lines in it. Like um, like uh, um. Uh, I know you're watching me. That's not the line. That's a good one. But oh, there was an exchange between the doctor and the patient where it just says um, like um. Okay. Just a moment. I can, I can edit this dead space out. Hold on. Uh, Okay. So the patient screams, she screams, she goes, and the doctor says, you can learn much from a despairing shriek. And the patient says, for instance, uh, oh no, damn it. I got it wrong. The patient screams and then says, you can learn much from a despairing shriek. And then the doctor says, for instance, and then she says that you can't trust doctors and the doctor says, but you can trust love. And then the patient says, doctors neither love nor hate. Profits, not sentiments, strike them. And then she says, describe your life in three words or less. And the patient says, blankety, blank, blank. And she says, thank you for being specific. It's just very bantery, weird, arty dialogue. And like the way it's shot, like people slide into frame as the camera moves past them. And then they slide out of frame very, very deliberately. Like they're being posed by somebody. And then there's this... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, then there's a character in it who has a great monologue and a great presence. And he's in, I say he's introduced probably about, oh, I don't know, a third, maybe a third of the way into the film. A guy named, and maybe it's sooner than that, but not a very long movie. Uh, his name is Gus Pratt, the character. And he is essentially a cannibal, and he's also kind of addicted to, being, to receiving electroshock therapy. Which, in this particular asylum, is delivered in in a chair, basically. You sit in an electric chair-style chair, and you are administered electricity. And he loves this. And he goes on, he the, has these monologues that culminate in these strange expressions like, uh, Look, Dr. Caligari got me humming and tapping like a rabbit with a car antenna <laughs> straight through its beating heart. And it's just very well-written weirdness and, and fun, but so, not for kids. So-
1: so, what type of psychedelics you have to be on to watch this? I mean, are I, you, guys, you guys doing some shrooms back in the apartment or something like that? I mean, I,
2: I would recommend not being on psychedelics.
0: <laughs> I'd second that.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd second the non-psychedelic take, at least on the first time.
2: It's, yeah, yeah, you might be able to t- handle it the second time, but the first time you're, you're not going to take it well. Or you're gonna be just like I'm so fucked up. This movie doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on and it's messing with my head. Sounds you're like you a... come back to it when you're sober and go, No, no, I was getting it right.
1: <laughs> I it's... got it the first time. It sounds like a good movie now. I want to watch this.
0: Well, it's out there somewhere. It's actually kind of hard to find. I had it on. Uh, I had it on order at Suncoast Video. Do you remember when there was Suncoast out there in the Bayshore Mall, uh, uh, Russell?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's such a long... There is. There is one Very
0: Suncoast long. video
1: left, and it's right here in Jersey, and it's in Mammoth Mall,
2: baby.
0: Nice, just yeah. one left. So that was where I would go to get my my new movies. It was Suncoast, and so I had uh, Doctor Caligari on order forever, but it was like on moratorium. So basically, they let me know if it would ever came off of moratorium. Uh, cause it's just, it's just kind of hard to find. There might've been some rights issues. I'm not sure. It's hard to say, but it's available now, probably on DVD or something. I don't think it's on any of the streaming services. It's out there. It might even be in its entirety on YouTube because it occasionally is. Um, mm-hmm. and YouTube's a little more lenient as far as like what they, you know, it, more lenient than say television. <laughs> um, and broadly, you know almost a, almost up to the point of cable It's it's gotten a little more tame as years have gone by a lot more extraordinarily adult com uh content has been uh it goes beyond the age rating or the age restriction it's now long no longer allowed so it's hard to say if uh, it would still be up or not because there's some real iffy stuff in it yeah. um yeah i mean even dark, now, when dark when, when carnival you, was you on see. youtube for a while. <laughs>
1: When you say iffy stuff, is it like really screwed up? Like, is it really that screwed up that it's like, you know, there's been a new- like,
0: hmm, good
2: it's like, it's like bordering on um, pornography. It's, it's, nice, nice,
0: nice. <laughs> well, only for a few seconds here and there. Like, you know, <laughs> like in a couple spots. Only- like there's no there's no. It's not terribly graphic is what I'm trying to say. Um there is some nudity. Yeah, um, and some very suggestive things, but uh, it was mostly nudity, and there's not a lot of it. But there is some, there's some really good nudity in it. <laughs> for, <laughs> He's like,
1: there's really good nudity in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: for a couple, for a uh, for a few seconds, uh, like, like I were we, we, if one were to come across a movie and be like, oh, this has nudity in it, where you know you can appreciate it and go, oh, that's that was actually pretty good nudity that I wasn't expecting to be in a movie or whatever it is, you know that's, uh, I don't know, it's the kind of thing that would happen in movies uh, that, you know, you'd rent them and it'd be like, oh, this one's got that in it. Right, because, you know, we like movies that have really good nudity in it. I mean, a lot of horror movies do. Just gratuitous. Like, we were talking about, before Russell, Russell got on the phone, we were talking a little bit about uh, Dead Calm and, you know, like we were talking about yes. suspense movies and how, like, a lot of them were movies that, like, on the, in the video rental store would end up being these Skinamax movies with, like, Shannon Tweed in them and then, like... Uh, that's where they would end up, but then there's real suspense movies like Hitchcock stuff, and but these other movies would end up in the suspense section because they were like adult crime, soft core movies, you know, and uh, and one of them was and Dead Calm was there too, but Dead Calm was a legitimate film that also had a bit of nudity in it because you got to have a little bit of gratuitous nudity for one of these movies because it's what sells these movies, and just a little bit, you know, it's what sold movies, it's been it's been what sold movies for a long time until they didn't have to do it anymore, and now that you can get actual adult content at the click of a button, I think people have uh, probably had to rely on it less or been able to rely. They have to rely more on good storytelling <laughs> or try.
1: Well, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, as far as like storytelling is concerned, I mean, Dead Calm was, as far as like storytelling, was, was kind of simplistic. It's considering the fact that it was just, you know, a married couple – you know, on a boat traveling around the world and they picked up some psycho, you know, some psycho who basically took out a bunch of people on a a different boat. Um, It wasn't really too much to the story, but it was actually pretty good as far as like, you know, thrillers were concerned. And Mm -hmm. Billy Zane was definitely played a good psychotic. Mm -hmm. And uh, but, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not going to bring up, you know, like, let's say a movie Rats Night of Terror, because that's obviously a stupid plot. But I mean, you know.
0: Rat's Night of Terror is pretty entertaining though for how weird oh, it is. is. Did you ever see just... Rat's Night of Terror uh Russell? No. Yeah, I only see...
2: heard of that. Yeah.
1: So, it's it's an 80s movie essentially that that basically uh takes place in the distant future. Um and I think the, the the narrative voice in the beginning says in the in the Christian year of our Lord 2015, uh basically uh we basically blow ourselves up in a nuclear holocaust and there's uh now two communities, one living underground who are sophisticated and the people living above ground, not so much. And we focus on those people that are above ground. But as, as, as far as, uh, again, as far as as uh, storylines and special effects, not so much. But, I mean, it's, it's a fun movie. I was watching it before we started the show tonight, in fact.
0: Mm. It's, <coughs> it's a dubbed film. I think it was made in Italy, and it's dubbed in yes, English. yes, yes and there are some i really wish i had taken the time to write down there's a, some really weird lines in it the, there's a yes. there's a line in it that would be a joke in any other context <laughs> and it has to do with with so there's a term that like for painting or for like a texture like matte finish like when something has a matte finish it's right. it's like not glossy, it's cloudy. You know, the matte finish is right. Are you for, mm-hmm. Like on a car, it yeah. has a matte finish. So yeah. some of so there's a line. There's a there's a character. I think a character that dies, and then they remark about how it's a how it's a what what a terrible way to finish is the, what they say. This is the translation. So a terrible way to finish, and then somebody says something. Yes, like matte or otherwise. But it's done. It's delivered ex- seriously. Like, right. I, and I don't mean like tongue in cheek. Seriously, I mean like well, this is serious. this is what's written, so I guess this is what I'm saying, and then they'll, you know, I guess it'll make sense in the context of the scene, but no, it doesn't. It makes it seem like... Is
2: there, did something get lost in translation? Is that, like... A, that,
0: that was what I felt. I was like, I, I, was like, I, don't, I don't think I just heard that correctly, because that was clearly a joke, and this is not a right. joking situation. <laughs> it's like... Well... <laughs> like, there's it's no mean, other joking situations in the movie. It's completely serious. Like, they all the characters... Well, yeah, so... It's, it's yeah, weird. it is.
1: A, it is. A, it is a, it's a very weird, serious movie. or At least they try to be. But you know, at least. Uh, I mean, as far as like the the dubness is concerned, it's not that bad. I mean, you can tell obviously they're not speaking English, but yeah, yeah, um, it's worth seeing. Some, right. So some it is worth seeing, but some of the, some of the dialect is 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 actually uh, questionable, considering the fact that. Yeah, even though it was made in Italy, they they could have taken the time to, you know, at least learn. In fact, I think actually, you know, now I think about it, the, the 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 actress that plays Chocolate, she is American. So, yes, I think she's the only American, in fact,
0: I've on, seen on I've mind. seen her in other things, I think. And then she looks she looks kind of like Latoya Jackson, kind of. Yeah, that, that I remember <laughs> or looks kind of like Latoya Jackson did at one point. Yes, but not anymore. <laughs> no a few of them have changed their appearance a couple times a little bit it's just it's just happened um anyway she also, she also played a hook uh the 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 very
1: same girl also played a hooker in demons, so you know
0: oh yeah yeah another um that was an Italian movie right yes, but that was really good now that was jump scare
1: gore blood all that good stuff but <laughs> yeah, never saw it <laughs> probably will never at some point <sighs> I know, I know. Dear listener, dear listeners, and Russell, Tyson's killing my life because you know we've been friends for ten years talking about this, and we've been doing this show for five years, and it's like I'll get to it. I'm going to be seventy years old by the time he gets to some of these movies. Well,
0: no, I I did see Demons is on one of the streaming services that I have, so I'll probably have a look at it at some point.
1: It's uh, Demons Two is on Prime, and Mm -hmm. uh, Demons One is very much still on Prime. So, okay, um, Okay. you know when.
0: check it out i'll Since check it out after i finish watching uh Oscar. the no i'm i'm uh, halfway through uh john wick three for the th- second time so i'm, I'm <laughs> just so after i finished john wick three because <laughs> uh, i rewatched the trilogy uh i've seen the first one a few times but like uh i'd only seen the second one like once like so i watched i was like i want to see these again so i watched john wick one and then i watched john wick two again and now i'm watching john wick three and um yeah, they're just so good. <laughs> they're so good. They're so well made. Um, uh it's so fun to watch. Uh, speaking of threshold for violence, you know, it's like these are I mean, if you've seen the first two and you're doing okay, you'll be fine with the third one. But it's like there's a little bit of what do we call it, not acceleration. Uh escalation. There's a bit of ex- escalation as far as like, well, we gotta kinda crank it up a little bit here, what can you do next? And so I'm really looking forward to the fourth one. <laughs> Also, I really want to see uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk's take on John Wick. Nobody, that looks fun. Oh,
2: I I saw that. How was it? Um, I mean, it wasn't John Wick, I, but
0: no, but it's it, the people who made John Wick.
2: <laughs> it was it was surprisingly uh, um, enjoyable, I, I guess, because okay. I kind of came in going, you know, this is either going to be good mm-hmm. like, like pretty good or it's going to be really terrible you know and it was better than like better than i thought it was going to be like by far um since you know i was kind of thinking it, I, i'd be lucky if it was you know just a little over mediocre but hmm. but it was it was really really enjoyable
0: so so uh, how do you feel about the uh the on that, on that, on that kind of level of uh, expectations versus what happened. How do you feel about the way they've handled, um, at least in the last two incarnations, of the Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool movies? Uh,
2: Deadpool, I think has been. I think they did really well with that. Okay. And, uh, it's good to hear. They it. did. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed them. I was surprised, honestly. Like, the, like when I first heard they were going to even do the movie, I was. I was Going, okay, are they going to pull this off? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, Ryan Reynolds pushed and pushed and pushed to get this done.
0: Right, right. That's what I heard. Eventually
2: gave in and said, okay, fine. And then it blew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the first one was great. And then the second one was, I thought the second one was great mm-hmm. too. And for for all the weirdness that it had in it. And the, the little, like things that you know would otherwise be unnoticed It wasn't with, like the fans and stuff really getting in there mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of easter eggs just going through that's good um and i just like i just i was cracking up about the second one a lot just the little details like like you know the juggernaut mm-hmm. um, soundtrack like like his 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 whole train of, you know
0: the song the choir yeah. singing the oh, 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 that whole thing yeah that's hilarious when i it took yeah. me in my brain a second to realize what i was hearing I and mean, once i did i was just just laughing cuz it's like
2: yeah exactly that was the kind of kind of stuff Ooh.
0: I I do like little things like that um that they put in uh when to things that like if you're paying attention you'll notice and you'll have you, you know sometimes you try to explain them to somebody later and it's like it it's really one of those you had to be there things it's like um did you ever see Pootie Tang?
2: <laughs> no,
0: no. Okay, so Pootie Tang is like a sort of like a black exploitation kind of uh, sort of kind of uh, parody without actually having to go back to the 70s. Is that kind of character? This was directed by uh, Louis C.K. back in the day before he got into his trouble there, and um, features a guy Lance Carruthers. Did you ever see CB4? That movie with Chris Rock, uh, the rap movie that he did, where it was the fake gangster no, rap I haven't. group. So that's more of a straight-ahead comedy. Like these are comedies, right? So right. there's a bit where um, in Puditang where um, he th- he thinks that he might have accidentally ended this guy's life, right? And the song, the music is getting kind of sad in the background, and there's like sort of like oh, like vocalizations, and you know, so sad, that kind of thing. So I don't think they're actually saying so sad, but it's like that kind of thing. And then like the guy comes back to life, and everybody's like, huh? And then the the song goes, "How do you do that?" <laughs> like, it, and it just you know floats by. And you're like, wait, wait, what? What's just happened? How do you do that? And it's like, oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> and that was pretty funny, like little moments like that, or. Are fun because that then you're like oh yeah I'm watching a movie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah called Pooty <Puri> Tang, <laughs> but like uh, Pooty Tang Pooty Tang. Tang yeah it's it's, it's a pretty funny movie I mean it's you know it's it's mostly funny um it's also got JB Smoove in it and Chris Rock shows up in it and uh, Richard not Richard Crenna, the other one Robert Vaughn mm. uh yeah he he's the bad guy in pretty funny um what uh, so, oh yeah so on the deadpool tip i do remember that they uh created like a kind of a a short film version of it to sort of like i think get people interested in it and i think it was the short film version that that like i think it, it had the desired effect basically is like people are like oh this is what the right. character can be because all they had, right. all the all the the audience at large had to contextualize was that odd take in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine back in two thousand nine, I think it was.
2: that! That was that was terrible. That was, terrible. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, you thought that was terrible. That was that was the the X Men Origins Wolverine, like the Deadpool, and that was was like there was a first scene where they introduce him mm-hmm. and all the. The guys which was fine everybody was like okay we want to see more of them yeah yeah. but that part of deadpool that's still like like one of the most notorious like <laughs> scenes in comic book movies just like oh what were they doing what were they thinking that's just like <laughs> god awful you know yeah it's like let's go back and watch shazam again or not shazam but um steel with with shaquille
0: o'neal oh, God. before we watched that and that was yeah yeah i, I only saw uh, steel once and uh, it wasn't you know i don't remember being terrible but i mean i don't i don't really remember it that well i do remember richard roundtree was in it and then uh, he made a comment about the hammer and he said his favorite part was the shaft and richard roundtree famously played a character called shaft for those of you in the audience who don't know so there was a little, and the, even like kind of, there was a little wink in there somewhere. I don't think anybody actually physically winked, but the line, you know, he when he said the line, there was like a pause for the audience to be like, ah, "I see what you did there." Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, Steel was supposed to be, wasn't it supposed to be like based on the one of the Death and Return of Superman versions of Superman originally? Yeah, yeah, and that didn't yeah, happen, what? right? Nope. Oh, somebody's got your phone, I think. Yeah, that's
2: okay.
0: Okay, uh,
2: what do you mean it didn't happen? Like,
0: well. It didn't, it wasn't, so how, in what ways, if any, because I could, uh, my impression, uh, did the character in the comic book differ from what ended up in the movie? Or steel? Yeah.
2: Um. My assumption is
0: that they're very different. I could be wrong.
2: (laughs) You know, honestly, I, I. Don't remember much about the movie. I, you know, it was really forgettable. I, you know. <laughs> it was forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay,
0: well, fair enough. <laughs> I remember he had a Superman tattoo on his shoulder.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, although I think Shaquille O'Neal really does oh. have a Superman <laughs> tattoo on his shoulder. So oh, that's cool. I yeah, I think that was that was legit. <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking about like, yeah, because so like, you know, the, the the comic book movie as a genre has really had some interesting uh, occurrences in the last, I don't know, let's say 20 years. I mean, actually, let's go back to. Well, what's the what's the first time, Russell, you, you felt you you watched a comic book movie and thought, oh, they got this if not, you know, 100% right, they got it good enough for now. Like how far back would you go?
2: Um, the first one this this is pretty uh pretty well established, you know, amongst the comic book people, but Blade was the one that kind of Oh, okay, yeah. tipped everything over when it was just like like going, "Oh, we can get a comic book character, you know, in a movie and it actually be uh, you know, good legitimate movie. That was the first one, and and honestly, that was the one not only just because that was a good movie, but mm-hmm. it, it also the the studios went, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. we you know we can put some money into this because um, X Men was only made because Blade did well. Oh, huh? and then Spider Man. Yeah, and then from there, yeah, you got Spider Man. So, you know, these, those kind of went, went. I mean, Batman was around before, but, you know, in Superman. Mm-hmm. And those, I mean, like the first Superman is still, like, I still think that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the 89 Batman movie is is still a really good movie, but. They, you know, they weren't like, like they, they kind of just seemed like because it's Batman and Superman that like they were gonna be kind of good, no matter what, <laughs> you know, like, hmm. okay. you know, it's like team of the crop, you, you know, top the, you know, the top characters there, of course they're gonna have good movies, you know. Blade was somebody that was kind of like, eh, you know, obscure, didn't, you know not a huge huge character so mm-hmm. you
0: know was he part of a series that was called tomb of dracula at one point or
2: yeah yes. yeah that was where yes. he first appeared was in tomb of dracula
0: okay i've heard of that um mm-hmm. it sounds like a hammer film actually if you uh watch
1: if you ever see, you watch comic book men, right tyson released the uh reruns and stuff like that no I have Actually, seen it, no. but
0: I've seen a couple episodes, but n- nothing past like the first uh, series. Yeah, I know, I know. There's, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry. there's,
1: there's, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what series, I don't know what uh, season it is, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the seasons, uh, somebody brought in a, uh, or either they brought it in, or they were buying it, but they had a, a tomb of Dracula with, uh, I think Blade in it. Oh, nice. Blade was, uh, was, was, a, was a, yeah, Blade was a great movie, a great franchise and um i i got blade sword
0: somewhere um uh, oh. but uh oh nice what well, the one with definitely. That, like is coded to him so that like if uh, somebody else tries to grab it like things slice the hand off or the fingers off
1: unfortunately it's not, mine is not that high tech but yes
0: unfortunately
2: <laughs>
1: yeah unfortunately mine's not that high tech like that which means anyone can grab that sword it's not going to like you know explode their hand with blades that pop out from the inside of the handle but um they could do some damage.
0: I do like how different and yet good the three Blade films were from each other. Mm. Like, I mean, the first one, I know they were all written by David S. Goyer, but only the third one with Blade Trinity was directed by him. And I don't remember who directed the first one, but I do know that Guillermo del Toro directed the second one. And it was, I felt, kind of a different take on the, on the uh, a slightly different mood. I mean, it was certainly different color palettes. <laughs> second one. I, I, had,
2: yeah, I didn't i didn't know he directed the second one yeah
0: yeah it was a big yeah that was kind of a well he had only directed i think uh chronos and it was before pan's labyrinth so which oh was, yeah i think that was his big one. Oh, and he had i believe he had directed mimic at that point which was interesting pretty an interesting horror film film um mimic I mean, yeah. yeah yeah mimic a good one. Yeah, Mara Sorvino's in that one, and some other people. She's the only one I can remember at the moment, but.
2: Did Hellboy too? Didn't he?
0: He did. And that was that was definitely after Blade too. Um, mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds was in Blade Trinity. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot. Blade Trinity was mm-hmm. yes, an interesting yes. animal as far as these movies go, like because uh, it had like. It was like a, you know, a horror, not quite comedy, but it had all these people who were in, like, Christopher Guest comedies in it. <laughs> Just sort of in including,
1: it. Including Triple H.
0: Way Triple H was in Christopher Guest comedies? No, no, no. Triple H oh. was in Blade Trinity. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe not all these. It had two. Be Parker Posey and then uh, David Michael Higgins? Is that his name? They're in it. Anyway, so, like, they're, uh, and then... Um, uh, well but Ryan Reynolds was really funny in that one. That was actually the first Ryan I think it was the first time I'd seen Ryan Reynolds in a movie was Blade Trinity back in the day and I was like, This guy's funny. <laughs> and I just remember thinking he was funny. This guy's pretty funny. He yeah, should he, he should he, he should he, do more stuff. Funny. And then he did like Van Wilder and... or something, and I didn't see it. And I had no interest in seeing Van Wilder like ever. Well I think
2: he did that like right at the same time or right after um Two Guys A Girl a Pizza Place.
0: Is that, that was a TV show. Wasn't
2: that? Yeah. Yeah. That's where you got to start.
0: Okay. Nathan
2: Fillion was in that show too. Really? And yes. It was actually a pretty good show.
0: Interesting. Did James Gunn have anything to do with that show? I
2: have no idea.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I mean, I know he and Nathan Fillion, you know, either that or Joss Whedon or, you know, they tend to work together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tended. I don't know if they still do. Um, but yeah, like Michael Rooker is one of those regulars of James Gunn and them who shows up in things. Uh, what was it, uh, Mr. Svenning from Mallrats? Brandy Svenning's dad. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. What was was his name Doug? Was it
0: Doug Svenning or something like that?
1: Uh, you know what? Damn, that's that's pretty sad. I don't remember. Hold it's on. okay. It's not that important. <laughs> it's
0: just trivia. It's not. It's that's why it's called trivia. It's not important. <laughs> right. 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 I, I know it's
1: not, but now it's going to bother me now because you know i should know that that that's what i should know and i don't know that why what
0: you know i think one of the things that you russell you might remember you might remember about me from back in the day was i was quite into trivia
2: yeah
0: yeah sorry about that okay
1: so his name was gerard his first name was gerard
0: oh was it gerard yeah. Svenning? Svenning, yes, George Svenning. So they just called him Mister Svenning then, probably. Hey, yes. Mister Svenning. Okay, I, for some reason I thought. So who's Doug Svenning, or who's uh, <laughs> nobody? This... I don't know. So it means I've confused a Doug, another Doug in my head, with this character in some way.
2: Yes, and... yes, yes.
0: Poor Doug. Yeah, poor, <laughs> poor Doug.
2: Well, so there actually is a Doug Svenning, and he's going.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mister Svenning. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I. Uh, I don't know why that's. Well, I there, mean,
1: but... the 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 likelihood of a uh, Doug Svenning uh, listening to the show is is you know it's probably like one in a billion, and so I, <laughs> hmm. I, I think Doug will be okay. Hey, Doug, if you're out there, buddy, you, you you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no shade or whatever it is the kids say. All right. No okay. shame in your game, Doug. Speaking of what the kids say, I would like to point out that I learned recently while looking through this book for, like, words for tonight's quiz, um, I came across a word that is actually still in usage, and it's the word twee. T-W-E-E. Twee. <laughs> yeah, I hear people use the word twee all the time. They're like, yeah, I like it, but it's a bit Twee. <laughs> And I was like, and then I asked, well, what does that mean? Because it's like asking what hipster means. And, you know, because people use this word, but I don't know if they can, you know, explain what it means. Or everybody has a different explanation for what hipster means or what they think it means. Right. Uh, I don't know. It was me. A hipster was a beatnik. <laughs> or it was literally a guy who clapped like this, you know, like jazz and, you know, it, but no, there's a new meaning in it. And I still couldn't tell you what it means. But anyway, twee means something that's overly cute. Mm. So now hearing that I go, Oh, okay, well that makes sense. I think the people I've heard use it are using it correctly based on that. <laughs> okay. so they go oh, something's overly quick. they go, oh, I like it, but it's a bit twee. So like when they say <laughs> the dialogue is a bit twee, it's a bit cute, I guess. So But even cute is actually if you think about it, it's a little like subjective. It's like, Well, what makes it cute? You know, why is it you mean like physically, like with these big eyes and you know, what are we what are we talking about here? It's like what I'll, makes I'll I'll Hm
1: i'll I'll take that word that's fine, but just
0: you y- y- not bay obey oh, b a e uh yeah. before anyone else that's what that means
1: yeah well that that word is just overly annoying and I can't stand it, and it needs to go away
0: I kinda like boo i actually uh, you know like uh, you do you boo
1: <laughs> yeah i i could take i can stomach that word a little bit more than bay, i just can't stand the word bay and you know uh I just want to punch people in the face when they use it. Like, oh, I'm going to go to Bay's house. Well, I want to punch you in the Fae, all right? So shut the hell up. <laughs>
0: you know, I like old Bay seasoning. There you go. Actually, I'm not sure that I do, but I hear they're good for crab boils. Or it's good, rather. By the way, uh, I like... Jersey's known for crabs. Oh. Not the STD.
1: Oh, okay. The I was going to make sure to bring my <laughs>
0: special shampoo when I visit.
1: Right, right. I don't think I've ever heard
2: anybody use Bay.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
0: It's kind of in the. It's sort of in the um, yeah, zeitgeist of the um, of like social media and Twitter and YouTube and like the the kind of like the younger crop. The last ten years of content creators, people like. Has it been ten years? I don't think it's been ten years. Let's say no, seven, let's not... say seven years because ten years yeah, is like seven. So like Shane Dawson people. Oh, so there was this YouTube channel done by a couple brothers called the Fine Brothers. And they had a group of people that they worked with a lot, a group of families and young people and older people. They would do a series of react videos. So it was like elders react to Marilyn Manson or something. So it would have all these, you know, you'd get the same people, like, like in back in the day when VH1 had the, I love the eighties or I love the nineties. And you'd get this sort of certain group of celebrities or comedians that would always be commenting So you'd see like Mm -hmm. Paul F. Tompkins a lot or you'd see Doug Benson or occasionally you'd see Tanya Harding, who is neither Mm -hmm. a comedian or uh, whatever the thing (laughs) I said. But still, they were a person who were around at the time, you know, Uh, you'd get people like that and they'd be commenting or Patrice O'Neill, rest in peace. And they'd be commenting on, I don't know, it was a toy maybe that they had when they were growing up or they saw commercials for like the one of the early handheld toys Merlin that red thing with the looked sort of like a, a phone that had the buttons and it would beep and you'd play like eight different games on it or whatever it was, but it was all based on a. Does anybody remember Merlin? Uh, I do okay. not. Okay, Very so good. it was like early, early toy. So like people, were like, oh yeah, I remember Merlin, boy, this thing. And then they'd pretend to play with it or they'd be handed Merlin so they would have to interact with it and figure out if they could remember how to use it and it would you know be just a couple seconds here and there and it would all get stitched together because they were dealing with like twenty or thirty. Different nostalgic things in one episode, having to do with the year nineteen eighty one. This year in right. film, nineteen eighty one. People, be, oh, I remember my bloody Valentine, or whatever it was, you know. And, right. Yeah, because that was nineteen eighty one. Anyway.
1: Because I, I have a problem with the light bulbs in that movie, but that's just
0: you know, that's just me. You have a problem with the light bulbs in, in uh, my, my bloody, bloody Valentine. I'm going to be saying do. something about that. Yeah, I haven't seen. Again, I haven't seen the movie yet. I well, saw, saw like the first five minutes. Uh, I will be finishing it at some point. It does look kind of funny.
1: Well, there's so there's no there's no spoilers uh, when I talk about the light bulbs, right? So even when I say they go down, you know, they they go down to the mines. Um, it's again, I'm not spoiling anything. But here's my problem. Mm-hmm. When they're giving this tour down in the mines, they they come across uh, a section where it's uh, they say, "Oh yeah, this is built in you know the 1800s. It's all abandoned now, and but yet uh, uh, it's been abandoned for how many x amount of years, and no one goes down there anymore. But yet the light bulbs still work. You know, it's kind of like when uh, the, the you'll you'll see it. There's like a young couple that gets uh, chased into like this room that's been, and, and the room has basically um, Light bulbs. It's, well, yeah, yeah I'm, Sorry, I'm getting but, to that part. Okay. But, but it, it's the, the um, exterior of the room has mm-hmm. uh, basically been blocked off, like the entire thing, to suggest that this room goes deeper, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at one point, we do, in fact, see the room go deeper when there's a cave-in. But now my problem is here's this room that looks old as hell, mm-hmm. probably from the 1800s. It's all been blocked off, so you can't go any further than this little room uh, or what's been created as a little room. But yet the light bulbs beyond this thing still you know, they still work. So that my problem has been the light bulbs, if nothing else, with this movie and
0: makes sense. I hear you saying. Right. It. Well it's yeah, you know, it's probably it. for source lighting. That's what they do. Well in-
1: I, I i i get that part but i mean i i mean i i came to that conclusion too but it's still funny that you know sure sure i i i know it's source lighting but here you're you're trying to you know uh present a room that's been you know abandoned since the 1800s and yet the light bulbs still work come on
0: i wonder if that'd be diegetic lighting, light, lighting or if diegesis only applies to like music in film i don't know if i think diegetic lighting might also exist um I mean,
1: as as far as the movie itself is concerned, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a fun Canadian slasher uh, movie. It's 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 quirky a little bit, but it's it's definitely worth the watch at least once in your life because it is it, as far as like slasher films is concerned, yeah. it's great. How oh, good, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I laughed. It's just a uh, so...
1: No, it's funny. No, There's no. parts of it that's very much funny. No, but, you no know.
0: I hear you. I'm not laughing because I imagine that it's not funny or anything. Yeah. I have, a yeah, very, I have specific triggers. No, it's because I hear, <laughs> this is my stupid brain. I hear a certain combination of syllables, and then it, it triggers a reference in my head to something else. So, like, because I heard Canadian Slasher, it's got the same right. amount of syllables as a, a Mexican hayride. Which is the tune, da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, so here, Canadian slasher, and it's just for a second, and then it's like my brain reacts to it. I hate it, but it happens a
1: lot. At least it didn't take your mind to a dirty place. No, no, no. Where you weren't thinking of and ass.
0: Same. ass! All right, all right, all right. You know, now I have to bleep four things. Thank you. So, anyway. Well,
2: I what you had to bleep ass or
0: please oh actually no i just have to bleep. <laughs> that's a good point now and now i i only have to bleep three things because i don't so, i only bleep so, ass if it's followed directly by the word hole
1: <laughs> so russell uh when tyson decided to he wanted to uh start bleeping uh all the curse words out uh i very much said well why he very much you know explained to me you know we might get a broader audience and things like that so i thought about that i said you know that makes sense we'll 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 do that now, keep in mind, the earlier episodes of uh, of our show here isn't uh, bleeped out, obviously, because there's way too many curse words. So, but, you know, Tyson here is going to act like he's having a hard time right now. I mean, you should have heard it when we had, let's say, uh, Jesse Camp on the show, or even sometimes, I love him to death, Ed Wallach. I mean, sometimes the, you know, it, it turns into a real After Dark special, and the curses just drop here and there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Well, we actually, I actually started the bleeping uh, <laughs> uh, that we got, I think, three, episodes of of content mm-hmm. worth from ed wallach and uh yes. so i think i started bleeping on the second episode because there was just so many swear[s] dropped by everybody <laughs> i thought i wonder how difficult it would be or how funny it would be to bleep all of these you know because i mean honestly and i say this all the time when it comes up it's like it's not like people don't know what words are being used so i mean what right. are we really doing all it's doing is just calling attention to it but there were so many swears that I thought it'd be kind of funny if it was just you just hear the same thing over and over again because it's like 50 of them you know or something in 2 hours or whatever it is no less than 2 less than 2 hours It was a lot of them so it's like like I used the Skype noise for the the f-word and so I thought oh this has this actually kind of sounds still kind of sounds like the word but it's not the word <laughs> instead of just a bleep you know and the the only word that uh that I recently bleeped that um just because i don't like the word <laughs> uh i don't know that sounds bad but it's the r-a-p-e word and i just used a regular bleep because i don't think that word should have a funny noise
1: <laughs> makes sense it, yeah, you, it makes sense absolutely <laughs> but I mean, it is funny for me if, to, if, to if think that it's like if yeah you, if, if you if you shouldn't have a funny noise but you know what you you say the word is not funny and obviously the word is not funny the situation is not funny no, but I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if if George Carlin was on this show right now he might beg to differ with you because you know he would say well picture porky pig <sighs> mm. big elmer fudd or vice versa oh yeah He's, i've
0: heard that joke i've heard that that actually but that's a whole different thing though and right
1: but he was he was trying to say that everything is funny no matter what the situation is it's 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 funny and um, he was basically saying, you know, uh, I can prove to you it's funny just by again, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd. Yeah,
0: stop saying it. Okay, and so yeah, yes, context yes. is everything.
1: Yes, context is everything. Absolutely, I I so, believe the
0: context is everything. Yes.
1: So, but yes, the man was a genius.
0: He was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of like, good. Ma- stop saying it. A lot of good material. No, you can say he's a genius until it comes until the cows come home. Um in fact there's a there's a podcast i uh at least to listen to more often where instead of saying swear to god they'd say swear to george carlin because hmm. comedians say i swear to god all the time and when they're lying you're like like really or, yeah yeah absolutely you know would be like this happened i swear to god and they're completely full of it but it's it's it's, it's <laughs> a it's a it's just a storytelling tick that they they do there's a lot of comedians or like um uh like johnny carson would be like you, you know he'd hold up his hand and you know he'd be like uh you know li, 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 this is true this is all completely true and then he'd go on and no it's I not true god. he's lying he's lying his butt off because it's it's a story so so like so the reason why so is because when they talk about things they wanted to be able to differentiate between when they were lying and when they were actually telling the truth so that if he say oh, i swear to god this happened You knew that they were probably full of it, but I just said, "I swear to George Carlin." It's like, no, we can't break that. We have to. Okay, I swear to George Carlin means we're actually telling the truth in the story that we're telling, or whatever it is.
1: That's actually that's actually makes sense. Actually, that's I like that. Actually,
0: it's very effective. Yeah, it ended up in its theme song. Sorry, what?
1: You should be you should be proud of me, Tyson. I'm actually behaving myself tonight. You you know, I'm. I'm I'm always proud of you, Hunter. (laughs) Right, but I'm trying. I'm I'm the crazy one of the show. I I don't know how I got. you know, dubbed the crazy one, but I, I'm the one that's. Uh, I think you uncritical. just did
0: it yourself just now.
1: No, I don't know. I think I, so. I, I, don't I know. think so. You're right. <laughs> but I'm completely nuts.
0: <sighs>
1: sometimes. I'm complete.
0: Sometimes. I'm going slightly mad. So, anyway, Russell. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha ha. Coming to take me away, ho ho, he he, ha ha, Ooh. to the happy home where the trees and flowers and chirping birds ah. and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their <laughs> thumbs and toes and they are coming to take me away, ha <sighs> ha. <sighs> anyway, um, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, All right. hanging in there. We've been going for about uh, almost two hours so far. Um, are you um? Is it-
1: Has it been two hours? Well, the
0: recording's been going for almost two hours. We started about five to ten minutes beforehand. So it's still, it means still more almost two hours than it is an hour and a half. (laughs) So it's be, and yeah, it's, you know, it's like, it's like when there's people that kind of look like each other, you know, like Thomas Jane and Aaron Eckhart. I I don't know if we had this conversation, but like Thomas Jane and Aaron Eckhart to me look very similar to each other. Uh, If you don't know who they are, you know and you see him in various times it's like oh they could they might be like they don't look that much alike but as i like to say they look they look more uh-huh. more alike than people who <laughs> look absolutely nothing like them right <laughs> so that's yeah so that's them um
1: i never even asked uh russell what's are you from brother uh, where are you where where are you currently
2: I, I'm in California. too. Nice,
1: nice to see. Jesus Christ, dear listeners! I mean, I, I don't know what it is with, with this, with this, with this co-host of mine. Every time we have a guest, it's it's always someone from the West Coast. All mm-hmm. right, hardly anyone ever from the East Coast. We're gonna have to change this up. I think I'm gonna have to get someone from Jersey to to come on the show. We're gonna have a real conversation up in here.
0: Well, I mean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been a little uh, inside joke. So typically, when we have guests, and we've had a lot of them on, uh, typically they've always 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 ever been from the west side, not the east side. So it's it's a little inside joke. Not that there's anything wrong with it, obviously not, but it's just I like to bust his chops every once in a while.
2: Fair yeah. enough.
0: Uh, we occasionally have somebody who started on the east coast, but it ultimately ends up in California. It's a time zone thing because he yes. starts the show at. Yeah, after well, midnight. Three. Yeah, so you know, because he's out there in Jersey, so but he also works nights, so it's kinda works with his schedule sort of more so than, you know which, which it works out, you know, fine. In that regard. It it could be a problem at one point if I guess his schedule changed, but then we'd work around that. But so yeah, like uh let's see, Andy Kendler is from Queens, but he lives on the coast now. Jesse Camp is bi coastal, he actually goes back and forth between New York and California. And yes. uh But yeah, no, Ed uh who somebody Sean Sean Pratton is in uh, Florida, so he's about two and, two time zones away from us. So.
1: Yes, but he's still on my side, technically. And of course, Corey Epps.
0: Oh yeah, Corey's in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's yes. in Georgia. So yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So you yep. know, we we you know, it's you know, there's yeah, he's he's, he's, he's he's right. Hunter's right. There's more people there closer to my time zone than his, but you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's a California conspiracy. <laughs> California conspiracy. <laughs>
1: are Sorry. there more
2: people in California
1: though? Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are like the <laughs> probably like the fifth world, uh, the fifth uh, largest uh, economy in the world. Probably, I think.
0: I, um, I, it's pretty close. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, we might but... be the largest one in the United States. Uh, largest economy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Not necessarily by population. I think uh, I think square footage. Texas has us down. I think they're yeah. bigger.
2: Yeah geographically bigger
0: yeah but not
1: the biggest state in the uh country obviously alaska beating them
0: oh sure yeah but i mean like as far as the economy goes yeah i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not too statriotic but um especially since i mean like russell
2: you moved you moved to washington for a bit as well uh yeah yeah i was in seattle for not very long like six months but um, okay i've been in portland um quite a few times and for years, you know, wow. Like, so, I mean, I've lived there three times and probably a total of six years. I want to say, um, so
0: my brother lives in Portland. He's been there for, I don't know, 15 years or something. He was living in Alaska for a while. And, uh, I lived in, uh, Redmond and there, we have a mutual friend, uh, who actually worked at the Safeway, uh, in Redmond briefly, uh, was like, Hey, you moved here. (laughs) And, uh, it's like, yeah. And I'm wondering if, if, uh, if you live there at the same time or if you came later, cause it's, it's, uh, I can take his name. Well, I mean, it's Lauren, Lauren, Lauren K. I think we're both friends with him at one point.
2: When I lived in Seattle, he was the one I moved in with.
0: So did he work at Safeway at the time, the Bear Creek Safeway? He's
2: still working at Safeway, but he's not working at that one anymore. Um, I oh. think he, so. Okay, I was just wondering if
0: he was commuting from Seattle to Redmond to work. So.
2: Yeah, he's been trying to get closer, and he's progressively, you know, keeps switching and gets a little bit closer each time. Huh. But I think he actually you know, cause he lived in Seattle proper and he's actually working in Seattle proper around now, mm. now. So I follow him
0: on Instagram yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who'd like to follow Lauren K on Instagram, it, it's <laughs> Kowali Bacon. That is K O W A L I B A C O N. Russ, do you have mm. people, you want you want people to follow you on Instagram? Uh, what's your Instagram? Or you could say no.
2: <laughs> ah, well, you know, there's not really a lot to follow on Instagram. Um, But actually, I have, I have, well, I have like four different accounts. But two of them, two of them are just like art accounts, um, just like for specific art pieces. Mm -hmm. And then I got one that's kind of my general art stuff. And then there's like my friends and family one that, you know, that has my normal stuff. Oh, okay. Pictures of the kid one. I think that's the one you're following.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, good. Well, that. Thank you. Um, I would. I would like to follow your art one. I mean, if you don't want to say it here, you can. But I mean, why wouldn't you want to say it here? You, you, want, you want people to see it. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of bump we can give you, but
2: <laughs> it's Russell Grayson. R U S L Grayson. G R A Y S O N.
0: And that's Grayson, like Dick Grayson from
2: uh, Batman. Batman. That's actually that's actually my name now.
0: That's your le- your legal
2: name. That is my legal name. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, and my name changed. Okay. It was one of the after my my divorce. It was like I changed my name, and then when I adopted my son, it was um, changed his name too. So we had the same last name. It was like okay, new family, new start, new new name. That's what we're doing.
0: Very cool. Nice. Uh, nice. So when I write your name in the credit of the episode, shall I put it as Grayson? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll do that. Uh, so people in Ohio, people in Columbus, uh, you, oh, yeah. you follow this guy right here. Uh, Columbus, uh, we've been talking about this. I'm not hearing from you, and I'm getting a little disappointed now. I will literally drive to Columbus, Ohio, because I'm that crazy. I want to hear from you guys. Let's Let's do it up. Uh, So, Russell, we've been uh, we we noticed that there was a spike from Columbus, Ohio recently. Now, we don't know if it's one person just going through 60 episodes or there's an actual uh, posse of people down there that took an interest in the show. But either case, thank you for uh, listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Columbus, let's do it up. I want to hear from you guys. Hit me up. We'll do it up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you, Columbus, for listening, even if it's just, you know, even if it's just one of you, especially because you've been listening to a lot of episodes, Columbus. Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Thank you very yes. Much.
0: Mostly on. I'll tell line. you
1: what, Columbus. I'll tell you what. The first person from Columbus who can prove to me that they're from Columbus. Now you have to be the first person to contact uh, either Tyson Rev T twenty three on Twitter mm. or Zombie Bacterium on Twitter. The very first person to contact us that says they are from Columbus, I will
0: personally give them a shirt. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, the shirt. I'm actually wearing our, uh, you can't really see in the little window, but it's our, it's our show logo on a shirt. Um, That, that red, black and white thing that people see that is the silhouette of the man with the writing on it. So nobody can see at the moment because this is an audio format, although this will eventually be on YouTube. Uh, Eventually. Yeah. After I get done putting the other 25 episodes that aren't up yet on YouTube. So I've got a kind of a backlog of, of things, but I'm, Anyway, um, Eek, ooh, uh, or ork, ah, uh, uh. Um, Russell, are you on Twitter?
2: I am. Um, I don't know my Twitter handle. I don't put, tweet anything, though. I'm just, like, I just follow mainly news. Oh. I, I have mm-hmm. news and then some comic book people that I, you know, look and see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much my Twitter, my Twitter thing. Yeah. I don't tweet anything. I don't post anything. Instagram's where I do my stuff and that's it.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, I'm fairly active on Twitter I, since uh, 2009. Since March of 2009, I've been very active on Twitter. It's where I actually have met most of the people that I've met since then. So That's where I met Hunter. Uh yep. actually I met my wife in real life back in two thousand and two, I think it was. So uh so not her. But I mean Twitter has been actually a real great uh, a really great resource for um putting ideas out there, testing the waters, promoting the gaming videos that I do and um just seeing what's happening. I follow a lot of comedians, um, mostly. Mostly comedians and some other people, but a lot of comedians and then there's just a lot of regular people <laughs> just regular whoever's there who's who's nice enough to follow me back and you know not be toxic you know <laughs> cuz there's a lot of toxicity on twitter
2: <laughs> yeah this is
0: true this is true uh there's
1: a lot like, of uh cool. uh I want to say there's a uh, very high element of cancel culture on twitter um
2: you know i i, I feel like these cancer culture people, like it's become a sport for them. Hmm, like, yes. To, to, find something on somebody, you know, when they're dredging through their history, and their old tweets or videos or everything, you know, like just dig and dig and dig until they can find something, hmm. you know,
1: and, you know what needs to go away, honestly? Cancel culture, because the the problem is is that cancel culture is part of the whole woke movement, and here's my problem with the whole woke movement. You, they're not really woke. They're just a bunch of twats, and yeah. you, you know, yes, there are good... Don't get me wrong, there are very good causes that you can get behind as far as, like, you know, certain things that needed to go away. But I, 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 I'm in agreement with you. I feel like now it's a sport. Now they're just trying... Take, like, for example... Um, You know, say uh, a pic now, I'm going to compare Tyson to Al Franken here, for example. Uh, Say Tyson back in the 90s or early 2000s was at a party and, you know, he's getting boozed up with, you know, a female friend. And jokingly, they took a picture of him touching a boob. And, 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 you know, she was okay with it, obviously, because it was a silly picture. Right. Uh Should should now, according to cancel culture or the rules, uh, Tyson should very much be canceled for this. Um, if it resurfaces, obviously, this is why I think it's, it's, it's complete bull
0: should be, or would be, well, <laughs> what would, would be, you would well, be definitely, well, that's canceled different than that should, point. I mean, you just right, got to pick your words carefully,
1: correct, <laughs> right. you, you are right, but you would be definitely canceled at that point because, you right. know, they would say,
0: well, oh my God, he's touching up. Well, this is you know, assuming the, that I'm well known enough for people to give a crap about.
1: There's that. There's that. well yes, there is this, but also too it's it's There's, what I'm trying to say is yeah. cancel culture has gotten ridiculous word itself, the same thing with wolf movement movement gotten ridiculous word itself it just needs to like anything else it just need it's almost like the the far i'm not getting political but it's it's, yes, D, you are. it's, 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 it's no i'm not well, i'm really there. not i promise you okay. It's 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 but it's 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 too extreme now. Uh In the beginning, yes, absolutely. It was great. It was fantastic because, again, a lot of things needed to change and go away. Mm -hmm. But now they're just getting too crazy with it, and they need to learn to just relax, take a breath a little bit because not everything is a cause. Mm -hmm. And you can't be more – and this is a white person problem. You can't be more offended than the actual victim. You you can't be. And and that's what white people are doing. They're acting more offended, more butthurt than the actual victim it's imp- a nice magic school bus behind you buddy um but it's oh, just yeah. uh it's yeah. <laughs> but it's but that's that's my point i'm trying to make it, it the the fact that you know you, you can't be more offended more uh more butt hurt than the actual victim you, you know what i mean more rectopathic. Does that make sense? Rect, Right. yeah i mean you could you can sympathize with people absolutely
0: you know but um yeah i think that there is a place for canceling people who need to be canceled, I think the problem yes. is is that once it started, it started becoming weaponized and retaliatory from the left to the right, picking out yes. picking out various people to become what is called a culture war issue, and then it becomes about that instead of real issues when there are actual people who are being victimized, um, which is a real thing. And then I think there's a lot of Things below people who have been victimized as far as like strata of important things, many things under that, that have also been attached to being quote unquote canceled. And I guess that's probably what the cancel culture is. I think it's important to have the conversation about what's right and what's not right. And that's part of the good thing about social media. But. Well, I mean, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there,
1: too, that find their balls, no offense, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Keyboard warriors. When you when you hide behind a persona, because think about it, <laughs> you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you go on any one of these social medias yeah. uh, platforms. It, it's very easy to create or even like the old AOL. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very easy to create a persona and hide behind that and, and be more tough. Than you would if you were in person. Sure, How sure, many of sure. these keyboard warriors would actually be tough, you know, in person facing with a, a situation that they're fighting? Not Hardly too
2: many. Them. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Hardly yeah. anyone. That's that's the thing. It's easier. It's easier to, with that filter yeah. to to do that. And I think that's a that's a that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. But I, mean, I,
2: I think I think one of the things that you know as a culture, what we need to start doing with this though is is you know is is not look at like people doing something that's even like even you know offensive that 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 maybe you know like something that you know we look at as wrong we we need to start going, oh, we don't want to have everything anything to do with that person anymore we need to stop shaming people like that's that's what needs to stop you know and what i mean by shaming is like saying this person is a horrible person because they did this thing and what we need to go back to and maybe maybe going back to it is overstating because maybe we were never there but <laughs> i like that um, is, is 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 you know looking at the act looking what it said you know and 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 Thinking about that separately from the individual. Mm-hmm. Somebody says something, does something that's that's you know, you know, morally apprehensible and in and, and you know, if we were all being honest, we've all done like that. I mean, we have all made mistakes. We've all said things that are just ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that we go oh yeah later and go Wow, you know, I really, really, really wish I hadn't said that. You know, it's it's an, Absolutely. you know, but but we're human beings. We make mistakes, and we gotta we gotta look at it like when people do that. It's just like that's just that's just a mistake that somebody makes. And if somebody like if somebody is online, you know, and they post something that's offensive or racist or you know sexist. I mean what what's happening now is people then all of a sudden like, Oh, you're horrible. That's stupid. You're wrong. You know, get off kind of stuff. And that's what I see when I, you know, Mm -hmm. but really I think in those moments is when we need to go, Hey, you know, this is problematic. This Mm -hmm. is what's going on. And, and not, not saying you are a problem. Mm -hmm. You are wrong. Saying this thing that has been said here. This this kind of you know act that's being done there. That that's what needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, as as far as like social media is concerned, um, I think I I think the very thought of it was great, but
0: <laughs> um, it's a great experiment. It, it, <laughs> yes
1: but it it's gotten way it's gotten way out of hand you're right when it comes to like you know when when uh it's, when it comes to like a post a tweet you know comments made or you know people trying to um you know uh uh put that crap on social media right about you because know, the, they they're digging stuff up about somebody's past you know what i I think that the next challenge should be is people need to come off social media for at least a week and just just let it
0: go take social media breaks it's interesting yes hmm.
1: take short because yeah, yeah. The, if you think if you think about this right mm-hmm. pre all right so back early 2000s right we had AOL let's say right yeah sure and yeah. you know pre pre smartphones we had flip phones obviously when you were off your computer you were off your computer right you couldn't hook up to your you couldn't hook up to your internet. You couldn't hook up to your social media platforms because there were none back in the day. And now it seems like obviously, touch of a button, you can go on your, you know, you can go on your Facebook page or your Instagram page or Twitter page, anywhere you're at. So that's became the problem. People started living on social media, right? So we need to just give it a break. You know, just take away the power a little bit and Hmm. not take social media so damn seriously, because you know what? Everyone has made... Everyone has screwed up and made a mistake on social media. Every single person that's on or engaged in
0: social media. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure I've said uh, one or two things on social media that I regret having put out there, but... Oh, I know I've said some stuff that, you know, probably I shouldn't have said over the years, but I mean... But there's a lot of uh, stuff, there's a lot more stuff that I've thought and haven't put into writing. (laughs) Well, uh, obviously i will go, no, that, that's that's not for public consumption, not that thought. Well, also, because people, if they're following me on Twitter, and they don't get what I'm about by now, they don't need me to rant at them and talk about how stupid I think people are, because I'm not talking about the people who are already listening, for the most part, because I've kind of got my bubble down to where people who are already listening kind of understand how I feel about things. Probably if assuming that they're listening or that they're paying attention so if i go i'm tired of all you blah 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 then i'm now talking directly to them and it's not really about them it's about the people i'm mad at <laughs> i'm all not right. mad at the people who are already listening i'm mad about the people i'm mad at the people who are, aren't listening who are out there like you know not wearing masks not social distancing not you know, you know what i mean like well, spe- spe- it's specifically wait 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 no you. no 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 wait a minute specifically about the plague <laughs> so specifically about covid People know that I'm pro-mask. I'm I'm pro-mask, and I'm pro-social distancing. I'm pro-science. I'm pro-vaccination. I'm pro not being an effing moron, not being a selfish prick about your health and spreading disease to other people. I think that's completely not negotiable as far as logic or basic humanity goes. You know... But I'm not going to go on on my Twitter account and talk about and talk. And say, you know what I hate is people who don't do this. I could do that, but if I go out there and say I'm so tired of all you, all you, all you, blah 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 blah. See now, if I say it that way, I'm talking to them. I'm talking to the people who are already listening who aren't the problem, and I don't. That's why I have to be careful about the way I put it because. And then by the time I've worked this out in my head. I go, okay, I'm not as mad as I am anymore. And there's far more people out there who are already shaming these people with bigger no. platforms. So I'll let them do it. They'll do it better. They don't need well, me you know, yelling at them because people are already yelling at them enough. They, you know, they, I, all I can say is, you person who yelled at these other people about being terrible people, I agree with you. That's all I need to say. <laughs> I don't need to put my own spin on it. That's all I'm well, saying. That's com- all I'm saying.
1: When it, com- when it comes to the anti-maskers or the anti-vaxxers, Not not. Next week, I'm getting my second vaccination, uh, getting my second shot, which, you know, getting the shot was actually a good thing. I'm I'm glad I got it. And, you know, I I wear the mask, I social distance and I social distance and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to people that are against the shot, this is what I simply say. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to get mad at you. But you don't want to get the shot. You shouldn't. You know, don't get the shot, you know, if, if you don't want it. But. By not getting the shot, you accept the consequences. You accept the consequences of getting COVID, for one. You accept the the, the consequences of being probably never being able to go anywhere ever again. Because don't forget, all these places that they want to venture to um, are all privatized businesses. They can turn around and say, well, guess what? We're going to have someone stand at the door and check your your vaccination card to make sure that you are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, get the hell out of our store. You know, I, I saw some guy on TikTok bare arguing about, yeah. I saw some guy on TikTok arguing, I think it was at a Sam's Club or a BJ's perhaps, and he was arguing with somebody uh, who was obviously wearing a mask, and he was like, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. It's my right to be here. I'm an American citizen. No, it's not your right to be there because, again, at the end of the day, it's a privatized business and you could be kicked out. So right. just because you're an American citizen doesn't give you a right to be anywhere
0: except america right except america but but yeah uh, i hear what you're saying but you think about that though yes even
1: like you just said america tyson which means Hmm. but the government actually can revoke your right to be an american citizen at any time that doesn't mean anything like your freedoms like tyson you could be sitting there right now talking to us Mm -hmm. and the government can come and say you know what tyson well we don't like the fact that you know you uh you, you're wearing a red shirt and, you know, you're clean shaven now. We like Tyson from Earth 2 better. So we're going to lock you up now and uh, come back. You know, we're, we're going to get a hold of Tyson from Earth 2 and uh, he's going to take your spot. Your, your freedoms are revoked. Your freedoms are given to you. They're not a born right. Any, anyone can, you know, the government can take away your freedoms at any one given time is what I'm trying to say. As far as that guy with the mask, right. it's, it's again, he's in a privatized store. Claiming that he has a right to be there because he's an American citizen. No, all these all these businesses, you know, can have a greeter at the door or a a covid ambassador saying, oh, you want to come into our store? Where's your card at? You don't have a card. You're not vaccinated. Come back when you have one. The end. And that's
0: it. You know, uh, yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, just 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 an example of kind of tag up on what you're saying like my main thing was the idea, and this was months ago. It's just the 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 fact that like there's this thing called an asymptomatic carrier. I'm sure y'all have heard about this before, which mm-hmm. is very simply, and I and I put this very simply. I, I put this out on Twitter back in the 23rd of July, uh, with a link to Wikipedia's article on asymptomatic car- uh, carrier, which by the way has a picture of Typhoid Mary. <laughs> so this was my thought. I just said you can you can get it not know you have it and spread it to someone who might die from it. Are you okay with that? I'm not. And I just, you know, put that out there on Twitter and then it had the link to there and then hashtag COVID is not over (laughs) because it wasn't and it's still not. And, uh, the only response I got to that was a, uh, an account who I'm not going to name. Um, but their response was, um, I, J O uh, to the thought constantly that I could sneeze and wipe out your weak bloodline. Mm. So, well, <sighs> it is true. You can
1: be asymptomatic and, and give it to somebody that that could possibly die from it. I mean, yeah. think about like the people that are dying from it. First of all, pe- the the majority of people that are dying from COVID are the ones that have you know underlying conditions to begin with. Yep. Um, all you that. know, like tr- smokers, as you know, people with diabetes, asthma, patients, comorbidities
0: what they're called yep Yeah.
1: and the one thing that we never talk about and we should because we don't want to body shame anyone anymore but the, you know the thing about it is I'm over we don't have to so am I that's why I'm on cholesterol pills now apparently cuz I'm a fat ass but you know the the thing about it is you know I I get it you don't want to body shame people I get that part but the problem is America is extremely obese and it's been a long long-going problem for a very long time and, you know, other countries don't have this issue. We do, for the most part. So, yes, there's, there are ways to tackle this problem without saying, oh, the, the, you know, you're fat and, you know, you're disgusting. No, you don't have to call somebody fat and disgusting. But you, you can do something about the obesity that's clearly a problem in this, in this country.
0: Sure. Yeah. Personal responsibility, as, I guess, you know.
1: As far as Gump, you know, uh, says, that's all I have to say about that. But, you know, also, too, um, also, too, it's, it's not also too. the government's responsibility to make me lose weight. It's, it's you know, it's basically up to me to make me lose weight. Mm-hmm. So,
0: It'd be nice you know, if they could incentivize it. But can, right, but. <laughs> You, you know, I, I'd be incentivized to lose weight, or but I do. I have been losing weight. I've been losing fat, but I'm still, you know, I've. I but got, you're not. You're, well, how much do you weigh? Right now, I don't know. I, I I'll tell you. Okay, so the heaviest I got was for my height. I'm five seven, 5'7", uh, a little bit, and I got to uh, like two hundred and twenty pounds, I think. Because um, you, you Washington. and I are the,
1: you and I are the same height, so it's. I'm yeah. one eighty three right now.
0: Okay, so I got down to. Uh, about a hundred, about a hundred and eighty five, a hundred and eighty. Like, I managed to lose a lot of weight, and you can actually see it in my videos over the years. I get kind of like thinner, and I put on some weight. I don't think I'm back up at uh, at two hundred, but, but it took, you know, it took a long time. And, um, you know, diet and exercise, I was also not having wheat during that period of time because I couldn't digest it properly, uh, due to taking ranitidine, a, uh, a, um, uh, acid reducer. There's a whole thing there, and um, <clears throat> and also I wasn't uh, it was I wasn't drinking soda all the time, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't getting the same amount of sugar. I wasn't getting the same amount of wheat, which would like break down into more sugar, and I was exercising more. So lo and behold, I lost weight, <laughs> and you know, and I and I I did well, and I was like, oh, this is working out. Okay, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So now I'm still losing body fat at this point but you know, it's, it's all, it's process. You got to kind of like, you know, I haven't completely integrated wheat back into my diet, but it's, it's more than it was. It was like nothing. I was basically gluten free. It had to be. So I just learned a whole different way to, you know, eat and I've kind of mostly stuck with that because there's a lot of food options out there that aren't, that have nothing to do with wheat. Amazingly, (laughs) lots of them, (laughs) lots and lots and lots of them, lots of cereals that are made from oats or corn or rice or things like that, you know, and, uh, Tyson's an assassin So he
1: has to watch his uh, You know He's got to watch his figure So he can't do what he does If he's you know Overweight and stuff like that So mm-hmm. It's like He's like Ghost Dog <laughs>
0: Ghost Dog <laughs> God that was, that was a good film he's, I haven't seen that in a while he's
1: on, he's, he's on his roof Like you know With his ninja sword and he's just like Wah! Talking to the
0: birds and shit So you know yeah. <laughs> yeah So we don't normally talk about politics Russell I apologize But you know no, it's, we, But it's you
2: know. Hey, I'm I'm open to talk about politics. Um, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm going to college right now, and and I I, I don't think I can get around talking about. Well, politics. you know
1: what I? You know what's <laughs> funny about? You know what's funny about this because hmm. in the very inception of and uh, of this show was to escape your uh, uh heads uh, your mindscape your you know everyday problems, whatever it was for at least an hour mm-hmm. of the time and uh it wasn't to talk about politics except the the rule or the unofficial rule, and i don 't even know how it became a rule was if we had a guest on the show they theoretic- theoretically can talk about anything they want to talk about mm-hmm. theoretically as long as as long as like you know they don 't come on the show and say, well you know they start talking about how they're racist or, you know, they're part of the Ku Klux. Obviously, we wouldn't have people like that on the show anyway, but mm. crazy people in general. Not on purpose. So not on purpose. Yeah. So typically so typically the, the guests can talk about anything they want to talk about, including, obviously, politics. Uh, other than that, unless they bring it up, we don't typically go out of our way to talk about politics. But let's face facts. Mm. 2020 has been not a, uh, a normal year
0: to begin with. So it wasn't no no you know 2020 I mean? was pretty it's unique. got it
2: 2021
0: right. is definitely was. i don't know 2021 is something else it's, it's the same
1: thing as 20 2021 <laughs> is the same thing as 2020 20, and uh i hope 2021 like, isn't
0: just version 2 of 2020
1: no it, it definitely is it's basically just the shining twins it's the delta come and play with this danny <laughs>
2: right.
1: come and play with this danny forever and ever and ever Tony, i'm scared remember what mr Holleran said they're just pictures in a book danny it isn't real <laughs> see this
0: is Friggin what the show liar, is about tony the, the, the show is about like the, this kind of stuff for the most part well, it's hard to say i mean the show is whatever it is but it's uh yeah
1: it, it's whatever it is
0: yeah you know, we, we'll touch on political things occasionally but not very you know we don't usually get very deep into it but there's sometimes just things need to be said about like like how crazy things have gotten and it's yeah yeah there are people who do need to be held accountable And then there are people who get roped into that and probably don't deserve the type of negative attention that they get because people are already just up in arms about stuff. I mean, people are tense. People have been tense since at least 2016, (laughs) (laughs) which is around the time we started our show. We started in October. And in that November, um, you know, some major things happened. Yeah, yes, they did. We lost Leonard Cohen. Uh, who I'd just gotten into. <laughs> no, I'd gotten into it some time ago. Actually, I think you turned me on to Leonard Cohen, but... Um, well, somebody did. I think you did. I,
2: well, yeah, I know. I was listening to Leonard Cohen back
0: then. Yeah. I think I got the greatest hits uh, from from uh, The Works, I think, probably on CD, I imagine. The Works are there in Eureka, next to uh, the coffee shop. That I don't think The Works is there anymore.
2: But no. Um, the Works is... Just- Is it? Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's not at that location. It's actually just around the corner um, next to Eureka Books, but it still exists. (laughs) Which
0: corner? The one that goes towards the gazebo or away from the gazebo?
2: Towards the gazebo. Okay. It's across the street from the gazebo. Oh. Uh, Yeah. And there's like the Mini Hands Gallery, and then I think it's the works, and then Eureka Books.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Russell. Um, Yes, Russell. Come back. Come back. Please come back. Uh, Yes, I appreciate it. We
2: actually have a. uh... I will. I will. And, and, um, you know, I was thinking comic stuff we'd probably get to, but we didn't talk too much about comic stuff.
1: How do you you feel? I love comics. Uh, I'm more of a DC fan than Marvel fan, but how do you feel about Halloween?
2: Uh, I love Halloween
1: uh then i would like to uh possibly invite you on for the halloween episode this year okay uh if you have time obviously um doing something a little bit different this year so uh, (laughs) last year we uh dragged uh laura on uh was actually a good episode oh yeah uh, very
0: very popular episode well that's about all the time we have for anti-social show i'm tyson saner and I'm Hunter Block, and a.k.a. Block, And our guest has been Russell Grayson. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being on here. And uh, be decent to each other. Absolutely.
2: Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thank and you, guys. Have a good
0: time, folks.